good? We are good at uh, Backside Attack. At Vic Saber, are you live? Uh, well, we're not live, but we're alive. Yeah. We're working a properly. AKA recording. AKA recording. Mm -hmm. How's your uh, How's your new mic working out there, buddy? Uh, I like it. It's uh. You get to sit back. I can I can relax. I can I can sling to the left. <laughs> you can move it around a little bit. Yep. It's got uh, it's got that arm that moves. Uh, that is a Frankenstein. So we got new like somewhat new gear mm -hmm. in here. Uh, you might have to like talk right into the mic though, because being at a weird angle from you now. How is it now? Now it's now okay, it's yeah. That's well, you can you can turn it, you can you can adjust that, and move the whole thing around. It's how's got a it's got an up down function too. How's that? That's really good. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Now you're now you're exactly where I'm at. All right. I feel sometimes uh, I'm a loud talker, and I I might talk too loud, and then I kind of no, drown you out. No, there's uh I think I think you're passionate. Am I passionate? Yeah, I, I think you you think you still have a couple more octaves you can go up though. Oh, I definitely have octaves. Yeah. I used to be a yeller, mm -hmm. not an old yeller. I used to be too. Uh, but, but I, was very, I, I, I just want to get my points across, and I wanted you to hear them. Oh, so you would just bark them up? I'd just be like, uh, like, uh, like, la, la, la. I, I, I talk a lot. I, but then also, I talked very quickly as well. So loud and quick. Loud and fast. Loud and fast is not, it's not someone you want to talk to for a very long period of time. It's good for cars, not for people. Yeah, you just don't want to. That's why people, when, they, when I used when I talk to them, I'm like, I really had to slow down my way of speaking. Because even like when I talk to my uncles, like mm -hmm. your, your old people are just like, takes a long time to register anything. So they would just be like, uh, they talk to me. They're like, man, you they like you talk way too fast. <laughs> I can't follow what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And then and the Indian people too, right? So they're like, uh, and so I would just say, so I just slowed it down completely. Indian people um, don't listen and are aggro. Yeah, o old old Indian people. old Indian people. Yeah, they're don't get same. mad about that. Nope. that's just the truth. Mm -hmm. They're, uh, I mean, we were surrounded by them. Can't get away well, from them. Well, we are. Yeah. Uh, not, not the, not, maybe not the listeners. No. Some but, of them are. Yeah, but we can't, we can't get away from them. We have, to no. live, we have to live with the stigma. The stigma of old and aggro. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun to hear yeah. them talk. Hey, so um, Batman 4K remasters of, are, uh, are available now. Yeah. The, the, the Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher Batman. They are available on uh, on 4K. Here's here's my question. Yes. Because this week we've confirmed that old uh, Twilighty, we're going to get uh, Batman. Robert yeah. Pattinson. Mm -hmm. I I think just just let him let him try it because so far I think we've only had one bad Batman. I I I totally behind it. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't hate less on this thing. No, I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot who of people a shit? just shitting it's a, on it's a, it. It's a Batman movie. Who cares? If you didn't know him from Twilight, you wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, but those movies are such garbage that everybody's just like hating on this guy right yeah, away. Yeah, the only good thing about the Twilight movies is that they had Muse on it. That's about it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, when Black Holes and Black Holes and. Uh, when Black Holes came out. I did not know that. Yeah, and like the whole soundtrack is basically Muse. Get out of town, Like really? Starlight, I think, is on there. I think uh, uh, Supermassive Black Holes on there. I bet you they're great scenes because of Muse, too. Yeah, I think there's party scenes or something like that, or like sports scenes. I don't know much sure what they yeah, are. I've never, seen, I've never seen the movies. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, my friend uh, Sheila McLover, uh, she worked on that on those one of those movies She's as well. She's like a, like a practical effects, yeah. like makeup artist or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, cool, yeah, so she uh, she said that after the first because the first movie they said like <coughs> it was made made on a shoestring budget budget basically right. I the, can see that. So in the sequel, they want to like they they wanted to get more work for free, but, but they knew they had the budget for it. And yeah. So like I think they were just saying like you know you guys are just trying to get extra work for free. And oh, they, they were trying to get extra work for free from the from the team the, from the, the makeup team, team yeah, the makeup effects team. team yeah. And uh, they're like, no, we're not doing that for free. And uh, so then after that one, then that's when they got the I think that's when they got. I think that's when they got Tron. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Tron. Yeah. Quite, quite a jump. Yeah, that's a big jump. Yeah. So the the makeup team she worked for was doing that, 
and then they were doing they were doing Tron, and then she also did she did A Team after that, and then they did um, and then right now she's doing working with uh, Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, it's a Blomkamp thing, right? Yeah, that's really cool, man. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Uh, anyway, back back to the Batman thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the first four, number one and number two, Batman Batman Returns, sequels. Yeah, first movie sequel. Yeah, is number three a sequel? Number two? No. It's not, right? No, it's not. Yeah, it's a standalone movie, it's isn't it? It's a standalone it? movie. Uh, so just happens to have the same Alfred in it. Yeah, so what I've, what I've heard from reviews on that um, is that one is... But the guy who reviewed it was shooting on a projector, so I guess the whites were too bright. Because, you know... Uh, the, um, oh, the 4K. The 4K version, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. So oh, like, We're jumping around a lot over here. My yeah, brain's so, all melting. Yeah, so like the first Batman movie, uh, okay. Okay, the 1989 one with Michael Keaton... Uh, that one was they said the remaster like the the new one is like on 4K it's like it's it's really bright really which is weird because that movie's so dark right but they said like the the whites are actually really bright like there's a scene with like uh you know the scene where they're in uh like uh they're in uh Axis Chemicals yeah yeah and then remember Robert uh, no fucking uh, Jack Nicholson is like De Niro yeah he's just trying to run away from everybody and he has this gun and he's trying to avoid the police and then yeah, he yeah. runs into Batman there's scenes where like where he shows his face and in the in the actual uh, DVDs or Blu-rays. He looks like it's pretty dark in there because the lighting is like you know it's a very dark movie. Yeah. But in the 4K one, it's like it's really bright. Really. So maybe that was his projector that was going could, on there. Could it could be the projector, or maybe he just has his settings like uh, his personal settings cranked up way too high. Who knows? Yeah, but that was probably d- doing, during the the remastering process. Maybe they, they they focused on maybe the contrast wasn't correct uh, when they were doing that. I don't know. Maybe. Um. But um. But they said. So he said that one's actually pretty good, but he said the audio is unbelievable. Yeah, I can imagine the audio is probably like yeah. spot on. Yeah, and like yeah. Daddy Elfman's score just it just thunders, and uh, but the, they said the second one, Batman Returns, actually looks the best. Man, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the uh, was devil's advocate, the odd man out, whatever you want to call it. But you Batman like, I, Returns is my favorite. Yeah, I, a lot. Of, I think a lot of people think that. I like uh, I like the first one. Man, this thing is. I can't wait until we put the other mixer in because this thing is finally. Well, they, they, a lot. Of, I shouldn't say a lot of people think that, but I think like a lot of people say that number two is not as bad as everyone thinks it is. It's just not number one. I mean, but, number one clearly is going to be really good. Yeah, it's but, the first introduction yeah. to like reintroduction to Batman. Yeah, yeah. But number two is ex- it's a, it's, a, it's an excellent on its own movie. Yeah, if number two was was the first one or just a movie that you happen to catch without having any context of the first movie, yeah, number two is friggin' incredible. Yeah, and and I honestly like number three. Batman Forever. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Yeah, I, I don't have any um, hatred towards that movie at all. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mind it. There were some parts that were a little bit too like clownish, like when that whole uh, what was his name, that martial arts uh, Don Dragon Wilson. Oh, he plays yeah. the the head ass street gang. Yeah, that was oh, a little bit yeah. too like yeah, a little too much. I, I know. But I, for the most part, I didn't hate it. I just like the fact that um, uh, that during that whole shoot, Tommy Lee Jones fucking hated Jim Carrey. Yeah, they didn't like each they other hate, at yeah. all. And Jim Carrey talks about it. He's like, yo, I think you're an uh, insufferable oaf. And he's Man. Like, yeah. And so I'm like, whoa. Well, like, even like when they were like, you can see the dialogue between them in the movie. In the, in the movie. Like, it's like, it's just, his reaction to Jim Carrey is like, it's like, it's not even like, it doesn't even look like acting. It's more like, uh, well, he's, he's, like, he's like, he's like, I can't wait to get this over this paycheck movie. Over yeah, yeah, he's always trying to either drown him out until the scene is over. Mm-hmm. Like Tommy Lee Jones' character is, it's almost like it's a, it's a real life it's life imitating art, yeah. or art imitating life. Art right? imitating life. He didn't like him, so that that Two Face, the way he treats Riddler, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Exactly. It's it's just like you know, it looks like it looks like, it looks like Tommy Lee Jones is just cashing it in. Yeah. 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 He's just like he's phoning it in. He's like, he goes, ah, whatever. I'm just like, uh, yeah, this is a paycheck movie. It's a Batman movie. It'll make me a lot of money, and so until I can get get some more like uh, real work, <laughs> get some <laughs> get a legit Oscar contender film. Exactly. Here. That movie kind of sets the tone. Of what you're gonna get from that first helicopter, like Harvey Harvey versus Batman scene. Yeah, like the whole thing right there. You're like, oh, this is this is the Adam West Batman movies. Mm-hmm. 
That's all this is. Yeah, you know what? I actually saw the um uh um before I saw that movie, I actually saw the um the YouTube video Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. Really? Yeah, I saw that video before I saw before the movie. Before the movie. And so when I was when I great that, song though. Cuz I that's my that's one of my favorite YouTube songs, yeah. if not my favorite. Yeah, it's a pretty great song. Yeah, and um uh and it's not an original. They they, they remade it obviously, mm-hmm. right? But uh um man, I watched that and I was like, "Holy crap, this movie looks so unreal." Mm-hmm. And then I watched it. I'm like, "You know what? It's not that great." But at least it's but it but I'll give it one thing it's entertaining. It's entertaining as hell. Yeah, yeah. It's not a good movie by any standard. Yeah. But man, it's fun to watch. Like, oh yeah, and, and it had Val Kilmer. Yeah, Val Kilmer was a really good Batman. Yeah, he was a good Batman. Um, Nicole Kidman in like her prime was yeah. a great like like Bat Girl, like Bat Femme Femme Fatale for yeah. the, the Bat. Is that what they call them? Like what do they call them in the Bond movies? Bond girls the Bond movies. Yeah. But Femme Fatale would be like Catwoman, right? Femme Fatale would be more like uh, Nikita. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, what were you gonna call her? The supporting actress, well, I guess. Nicole Kidman was Get like technical. She was that. She was that psychiatrist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was his psychiatrist. Yeah. And super unethical because she was really like uh, getting the hots from Bruce Wayne. Oh no, she she should have got her license revoked. Totally, yeah. completely revoked. But yeah. then you know, Batman was uh, or Bruce Wayne. He was really seducing the shit out of that bro. Yeah, but that's that's but we see Val Kilmer and the guy's a multi-billionaire. Yeah. That, that's your multi-billionaire Val Kilmer Batman. Yeah. And he drives that car. I mean, so there, there was a, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I, 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 but I digress. Um, but I digress. A, um, it was a, uh, yeah, it's a, that's a very, very, uh, very underrated movie. It's underrated, and it was a, a pure '90s feeling Batman movie. Yeah. I mean, it had that kind of feel to it, where like a lot of things in the '90s had that almost maybe a little bit too saturated, too colored, too colorful. Yeah, it was. It was I think it, it had a theme song. It had, well, it had like a, a theme like track. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's another thing too is that these mov- these movies had legitimate soundtracks to them. Yep. Like Batman, like uh, like Daniel Prince the score, uh, the Prince, like on, yeah, for Prince Batman, the Batman movies. and then um, for number three you had like uh, uh it's, it's pop, all nineties stuff. Yeah, I think number three had the best soundtrack. It had the best one to get by and just put in your car and listen to. Yeah, it had like I think it had that Seal song, uh, Seal's yep. only great hit, great hit. Um, but like, hey man, uh, Seal had some good songs. No, I'm not saying he had great songs. I'm just saying he had, he had some had, good songs. Yeah, like but you can't you can't have. You can't have a 90-minute uh, concert because he's going to be replaying a lot of the same songs. Yeah, he'll always be known for Kiss from a Rose. Exactly. That, that is like his signature track Exactly. Now. Yeah. So, um, uh, but also it had... Um, there's some Smashing Pumpkins. There's Smashing Pumpkins in there, and there's also uh, Method Man, the Riddler. Yep. Yeah, which That's is on there. which is one of, I think, his one of my favorite songs from Method Man. Yeah, a really good album. Yeah. And then like that, like the U2 song, right? Have you noticed how... Oh, and, a, and a, uh, what's it called? Uh, Mask Attack is on there. That's right. It's yeah. got some Mask Attack Thor, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hunter gets ch- captured by the game. Yep. Yeah. Really good track. Really good Batman track. Surprisingly good Batman soundtrack track. Track, track, track. Track, track, track. But um, all those 90s movies had a theme, like a, a musical, not musical, but like a that, like, um, pop song that had like a gauntlet thrown down. Yeah. Like Misery Lou and friggin' Hold Me, Kiss Me, yeah. Fuck Me, Bite Me thing. Yeah. Like all those cool songs. They don't do that kind of shit anymore. No, they don't. Like you, they, they'll always, and like the, the, the soundtracks for like like look at like, uh, like a hey, one great one is, uh, um, you could be mine by Guns N' Roses. Oh, incredible! 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 Uh, barely in the movie. Yeah, it's on one scene when he's on his bike, and that's about it. Yeah, and it's uh, and the music video is is uh, is crazy, phenomenal. And uh, and there's that that one scene with like when he's Terminator Two. If you don't know, if you don't know, there's something seriously wrong with you. But, yeah, yeah, the Terminator Two. There. Terminator Two. I remember when he uh, when they walk when he walks in, uh, and he meets the Terminator when he meets the T one thousand for the first time. Mm-hmm. He drops the he pulls pulls the gun out of the thing, and the roses the drop, rose and the gun gets loaded. Axel Rose, Axel Guns and Roses, fucking Guns and Roses, man. and the, you know the weird thing is that movie came out at the same time as, uh, relatively around the same time that uh, Hard Boiled came out. 
Yeah, about the same thing. Yeah, around yeah. the same time. And Hard Boiled had the same thing too with the the gun inside the the the. Oh, that's right. Inside the 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 box of roses or whatever, they yeah, did yeah. the exact same thing. That's but a good scene. They but they but they didn't copy each other. Is that is that crazy? That's weird, right? And they came out the exact same time. They're they're both in production. They're both being shot at the same time. They mm-hmm. had like a very similar scene. But I mean, I mean, two very different movies too. Absolutely. How you feeling about the new one? What is it called? Terminator. Revisited dark, the, dark fate, dark, dark fate. God, that's a weird uh, time. The only reason I'm interested, I don't care about the action. Yeah, I want to see what the story's about. <laughs> uh, well, you're gonna be just dis- well, look. I don't want to be the I'm, hater I'm, because I'm looking at it as like a porno movie. I don't care about the action. I also, see what the plot The plot is hilarious. <laughs> the, it's all about the plot, man. Yeah, exactly. The plumber comes over. Oh, husband's not home. If you sit entirely through uh, a porno movie. It must have a great funny plot, yeah. Because like, otherwise you can just you can just find porn anywhere. Yeah, exactly. The Terminator's gotta be the same way. If you sit through a Terminator movie, it's gonna have a really good plot. It has to. If it doesn't have a good plot, because I don't care. Because the thing is too is that I don't. I would rather have. Okay, this is I'm. Um, I think a lot of people think this. I would rather see a Terminator movie with like, um. Good special effects, but. More, but it has to look real. It ha- it can't look like everything else. Like it's not it can't it can't look too much like CGI. Like I get, the thing is like we were spoiled by Terminator Two. Terminator Two is exactly how you should make a Terminator movie. Yeah, solid practical effects. Yeah, with really groundbreaking visual CGI or visual effects that you've never seen before. Yeah, like like people were saying like oh t- uh, uh, that Tim Miller guy whatever his name is who's directing this one that's gonna be that great. Deadpool Rebel, guy. That te- that Deadpool guy, right? I'm like, how do you know that? Do you think his style is gonna go towards a, a, a Terminator movie? I mean, we clearly know that he can tell a story. I mean, Deadpool is ridiculous. It's yeah. fucking nuts, and you still have a cohesive storyline. That is true. So right? we get that. Yeah. We, we can kind of assume we're going to get that. Okay. But we're not. We don't know for sure. Yeah. The thing. I think my whole thing was that. Um. Like. Um. That's where I thought. Like maybe like he would fulfill his part where he could. He, uh, definitely he could tell his version of the story. Mm-hmm. But. But have the oversight from James Cameron saying that you know what I understand that you're, you're that the ability is there. Yeah. To do this right. But you have to do it. In a, you have to. You have to fight to it to a Terminator way. It's almost kind of. like... It sounds kind of weird, but like no, I'm no. Like, yeah. I think you're right. It's yeah. almost very similar to. Well, not similar at all. But you have the same thing that happened with Batman and Batman Returns, mm-hmm. and then Tim Burton, who didn't want to do number two, really made number two, got heavily criticized for it, and produced number three, kind of in name. Like he wasn't like a producer, producer, but they gave him the credit for it. Yeah. But he still had like a little bit of control. And then you've got uh, Schumacher. Who's got a really good background up until this point? Mm-hmm. Then he makes a crappy Batman movie by most people's standards. Now we liked it. We just talked about how we liked it. Number yeah. four is a is a mess, but still fun to look at. Yeah, it's um, right. I mean, yeah. that's I think what we're gonna get. We're gonna probably get something that's like relatively fun to look at. Probably a, a mess story wise, mm-hmm. and at least follows a thread that you can at least has a thread you can follow. Yeah, I think um, we're not gonna get great stuff here, but we're gonna get to watch something that's probably gonna leave most people happy and most people like whatever. Yeah, I think I, I I'm not sure how they're gonna. Um, yeah, I'm more interested in this story. The action, I'm, I'm assuming, will just take care of itself. Yeah. Um, nothing action wise is gonna blow me away anymore. Nope. Uh, so, I'm um, like, I saw the two planes when they're flying in this in the sky and stuff like that, and they're, it obviously like it doesn't it, it takes me right it sucks me right out of the movie. I got nothing. I I got nothing in this that I'm like uh I'm invested in. Yeah. So I'm just gonna be a passenger. I'm gonna sit there and watch it. Uh, I'm not going to shit on it, even though I come close a lot. I come close a lot to shitting on it because I just have no faith in James Cameron. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm one of the few people that we have in our circle of friends 
who thinks James Cameron's last good movie is Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't. Like, I can't shit on that guy enough. Like, his last great movie. His last great movie. I, yeah. What was after that? True Lies is after that, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And then what else? Avatar. Avatar. Avatar is a very nice tech demo. Yeah. It's a really good tech demo, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. It, it was Yeah, it's well shot and stuff like that, but it's yeah. not, like, I'm not, it's not. Um, it's a textbook. This is how you make a 3D movie properly. Mm-hmm. Follow these instructions. It'll look very nice. Yeah, like, I have to admit, like, when I first saw Avatar, I was uh, blown away by it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I saw it twice. And um, in in proper 3D. Yeah. Uh, so I, um, but it has that, um, and I bought it in, in 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 Blu-ray 3D as well. But like, I just find that even though I have it, mm-hmm. it is collecting dust. Yeah, you don't go back to it. When no, it's you, on TV, you're like, oh look, Avatar's on. You walk away. You walk away. But then unless again, Stephen Lang's on the screen, he's the the saving grace for me in that movie. As ridiculously over the top he is, and as much of a caricature as he is. I just like that guy, man. I mean, what he puts on screen is always entertaining for me. Yeah, I, he was he was great in uh, what was that movie called? Uh, Hard Way. Yeah, he's good in the Hard Way. Yeah, he's great in Tombstone. Absolutely. Fucking in Tombstone, he plays like a character who is probably the biggest coward in yeah. that entire movie or in that era of like like uh, the western, the Wild West. Yeah. Like Clanton, and he just man, he does it really well. Yeah, he, he sells, does it really. He, he, he sells, sells a that. coward. Yep. He sells a coward, and then that uh, the Dillinger movie, mm-hmm. he sells a hardcore detective so oh, well. Yeah. I mean, he outmans Don Fry. Yeah, he, does. <laughs> he outman the Fry stash. Yeah, yeah, I like that guy a lot, man. Everything yeah. he does is really good. I think, um, uh, yeah, for 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 James Cameron, it's uh, um, I'm kind of glad he's not touching Terminator anymore, um, because uh, there's no point. Yeah, and I think he's just starting some his own thing. Like, yeah. Wh- why not do that? If you have the capability and you have like you have Fox is giving you unlimited range and budget and mm-hmm. uh, freedom to reign and do whatever you want. Well, he even had that comment a few years ago, right? Where all the story he wants to t- all the stories that he wants to tell or has to tell can all be told within the frame of the Avatar universe. Yeah, there you go. So he's gonna stay there. Yeah, that's his playground why now. From it. Yeah, and, why and, deviate and, from and it? And you can and you can make them you can make them all at the same time easily. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know. I just I just don't. I just don't see what he's got left to give anybody. Like, I mean, storyline-wise, too, he's got to really change my mind with Avatar 2. Mm-hmm. It's got to be completely different in a sense, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't know if you can do that. Yeah, I think um, I think with with Avatar, I think my um, there's 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 hopeful wishing on a like a blow me away movie, mm-hmm. like in in every sense. But I think that um, the reality of the situation is that you're gonna walk in there and get a visual thing and an audio yep. thing. So, you, but you won't get something that's that's memorable from a, from a story point of view. I just kind of wish he'd tell me that. I think so. T- yeah, I agree. I, 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 just I, tell I, me straight. Look, yeah, it I, might I, not blow your mind, but it'll look really, really good. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I th- that's the thing because like, yeah, like we're talking about Avatar. If it comes on, I won't watch it. If Broken Arrow comes on, I'll watch it. Exactly right. Yeah. Broken Arrow from the first scene, I'm I'm sold. I'm totally sold. Yeah. But yeah, Avatar from the first scene in my mind, it's not that it's not a pretty movie, and it doesn't. It has a couple good. Uh, no, no, moments in yeah, it. Yeah, you can you can watch it as a technical exercise for sure. Exactly, but, but um, it's a textbook. It's yeah. reading. It's reading a textbook. It's homework. Yeah, but if that's that's something I would do because mm-hmm. uh, I'm a huge fan of like how movies are made and like how how they good they look and but like even me, I'm like uh, there's, um, yeah, there's there, there's a certain point where I'm like I'm just gonna turn it off. I'm like there's no point watching this. Yeah, it's a, it's putting me to sleep. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just like I think some things are just they they have an audience and that audience will feel it. Yep. That audience will watch it no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's just not for me anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been trying really hard this week, especially like like tone down. Not this week, but in general. Like I've been trying to tone down all the the negative 
fuck that. It's going to be garbage. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you look at anytime something happens, like the, the freaking Captain Marvel movie, right? Yeah. Captain Marvel comes out and it gets review bombed right away. It might have been shit. I don't know. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. But, like, you know, I mean, whatever. It gets review bombed by a lot of, like, negative hate or yeah. whatever. And then you get the uh, the scene in Endgame where it's, like, the broad squad. They all show up. Oh, <laughs> fuck's sake. But it's like, dude, it was on there for maybe 30 seconds. And Captain Marvel got, like, handed oh, her ass got, by Thanos. Yeah, exactly. She came in. She's like, oh. Yeah. So, like, uh, women, women are taking over this scene. Yeah. And then she gets beat Thanos up by like, Thanos. Are you fucking pretty rough, me? right? Yeah. <laughs> and one of the best, Wham. like, like trick scenes, too. Like, he pulls the jewel and smokes her. But, like, at the same time, why are people hating on it so much? They showed up. They thought they were going to do something. They didn't. They walked away with 30 seconds in an all-guy movie. Everyone's happy. They're like, yeah, they tried. And then the guys will be like, guys who hate the meat, they're like, yeah, they got their heads kicked in. They got their heads kicked in. It's like, it's, yeah, man. They, they, it's like letting your sister play with their crappy toy. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, she came in, she played with the crappy toy you weren't playing with anyway, and she walked out. Why are you mad about it? Mm-hmm. Fucking calm down. I just, I don't know. This is like way too much weirdness, like weird kind of hate. And then people trying to like um, explain endings and put out petitions to friggin' change endings, like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Everybody got so mad at the Game of Thrones. Oh, ending. fuck's sakes. Fucking Game of Thrones. Uh, I Okay, look. Maybe it's because I binged it, so I wasn't super connected to it. Uh, like, everybody else spent the whole eight years of it, and I watched uh, the, the last seven seasons in, in four months, whatever I watched it in. Uh-huh. So I didn't have that same connection. But I was totally fine with the ending. It didn't kill me. I yeah. like it. It was, it was a fine ending. Yeah, like you don't want to, like honestly, I I I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. I know nothing. Okay. Yeah, but I, you are starting, or you have started. I have started, but I don't think I'm going to finish. <laughs> um, okay. The uh, so if you want a season one of 4K, you can have it. The uh, uh, okay, here's my thing. You can think with Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, the Game of Thrones is a that is a well-made show. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, it's a great show. Okay. Yeah. I am not denying that. Okay. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen. Okay, and what I've uh, and I've I've seen snippets of like I've seen the Red Wedding, I've seen uh, the Red Wedding was pretty great. Yeah, and I've seen the Battle of the Bastards and stuff like that, and um, so it's a great show. Don't get yeah. me wrong, right? It's well written, all all that stuff, right? Okay, here's where I'm going to defend the last episodes. Okay, I you're, you're going to defend the last episodes. Yeah, because right. so spoiler alert. Okay, so okay, I've now I have not seen them, but I'm telling okay. you, this is what I think of like how they how I think. They handled it well. Okay? So cl- clearly, you have read up on what, how they how it ended. Yes. So okay. I, I know the I know the um the buffoonery that that went through with this whole thing. Okay. So basically, this whole series is based upon don't fall in love with characters because they will either die or they'll you're gonna end up hating them. Whatever it is, right? Is that a heel a heel turn? A heel turn, right? Yes, they'll so, have a heel turn. Exactly. So you'll see people perform. They'll do a rock when he sold, sells out to the whatever physic man, whatever it is, right? Whatever. Okay. So. You'll have that that goes on throughout the whole series, right? So that yeah. kind of keeps you vested in the series, right? So like mm. people tell me, even when I started before I watched it, people are like, "Oh, don't fall in love with these characters; they're gonna get die." I'm like, "Thanks." Oh, I'm sure I told you multiple times. Yeah, so I'm like, "Yeah, okay," but there's no point in watching it now. Yeah, and so, so like, that's the whole that's the theme of basically of ga- that's one of the stigmas of Game of Thrones. That's not stigmas, but one of the things that you have to be careful of, right? It's a what do they call that? A trope. It's a trope. A Game it's of a Thrones. It's a trope. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So, um, so you you have that. Throughout the whole series, that happens, right? So when you get to the last episodes, mm-hmm. okay, you all of a sudden that ha- that suddenly <laughs> has to go away. Suddenly you're surprised. So you want this? You want the whole movie? You want this whole series tied up in a nice bow exactly. in a box? Exactly my point. Okay, so then, so th- no, like if that's what you loved about this season, that that's what your talking point was about the whole like, oh yeah, like she she turned on this person, and then like uh, I don't know, fuck, I don't speak this fucking language, but like uh, you just um. 
So the fact that that she, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. She turned on every. Did she turn on everybody, or did she like? Kinda. I mean, okay. So essentially, the character she, did she become like a dragon bitch or whatever. Or like she, she, she already was like the the mother dragons, right? Yeah. But essentially, her character over the last seven years uh-huh. of of episode seven seasons of the show uh-huh. has always been vengeful. At the end of at the end of her story arc of every season, uh-huh. she's always had a revenge moment, a vengefulness, a vengeful streak. Yeah. On top of that, they've clearly shown us that her family is friggin' nuts. Uh-huh. Like her bloodline is is not right in the head. Mm-hmm. And they all have like a a moment where like you know what everything's going really well. My bed is made, my house is clean, my dogs are fed. I'm gonna start a fire and burn this motherfucker down. They're all like that. Mm-hmm. That's just how they are. Yeah. They've shown you this. She's done this. And the end, the uh, the second last or third last episode, se- second last or th- whatever it was, she uh, wins her little end of the war. She's taken over the city she's wanted to take over. So the, White Walkers, do, the White Walkers are gone? The White Walkers are gone. They had their battle with them already. They, so they, the they... Song of Ice is done. Mm-hmm. We're moving on to the Song of Fire. Mm-hmm. So now she's uh, she's taken the city. She's She's got the red keep in her hand. And she just decides, you know what? I'm going to burn it all down. And she does. She kills like a million people. <laughs> Innocent people. There you go. She just burns them on the street. Yeah. With like, and it turns out when everybody is so terrified of having three dragons, <laughs> she only barely needed one. She decides that one, and it's a beautiful scene. Like, it looks really good uh-huh. for, for like, you know, slaughter. Yeah. She just comes in and burns a million people to dust. Like, some of her own people. So she's taking everybody out, and now everybody hates her. So the main, the main male lead... One John of the main movies, Jon Snow. He now has a decision to make. Do I follow her because I've defended her up until now? Or do I stab her in the back? Or do I stab her in the face? What do I do? So he ends up deciding that he's got to deal with this. Now, I don't know if you know what happens after that. No. But uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. And then, um, so in case somebody listening has gotten this far. But um, yeah, his decision is also, you know, kind of in line with who he is. He's always about, like uh, like, justice. At the end... He is always about the justice of the moment. What is the proper thing to do here? Yeah. This is the right thing to do, so I have to do it. And he does. He does what is the right thing. What does he do? He fucking stabs her. Because <laughs> he's, he's had a relationship with her. So he's uh, gone to her by the uh, the throne, and she's touching the throne and telling him about the throne, the iron throne, the yeah. swords. And then uh, he walks up and tells her, hey, you know, it's great. You've got your throne. Things are awesome. Let's make out. And as they do, he fucking shanks her. Just takes her right out. And that's the end of the, that's the, end of the series? Basically, I mean, there's more that goes on. There's now a little bit of political stuff that's going to move around. And there's a huge scene with her dragon because uh, her main dragon, Drogon, the big guy there, has always been submissive in a way, or at least like very uh, uh, reluctant to be aggressive towards Jon Snow when you find out afterwards because he's actually like her nephew. So he's the same bloodline. Oh, there's a lot of incest. There's tons of incest. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it turns out that he is her nephew and, um, like, part of the bloodline that should technically be the next one on the throne. Uh-huh. And her dragons, dragons have this weird, like, psychic connection to the Targaryens. I'm sure they do, yeah. So uh, he, he walks up to him and looks at him, and instead of melting his face off, he just destroys the throne, grabs her corpse, and flies away. And it's an incredible scene. Like, it's, like you said, all these scenes look great. They're shot very well. Yeah. But, I mean, nobody did anything out of character. Yeah. And everybody, in the end... From a guy who's... I'm not just a casual viewer. I fucking really love this show. Yeah. I might have binged it, so I didn't get the same connection to some characters, so maybe I'm a little bit more open. Like, I'm outside of the fishbowl of this, like, endless love for these characters. Mm-hmm. But, like, everybody ends up where they ultimately wanted to be in the first episode. Oh, okay. The the main daughter of the Starks always wanted to be a queen. She's a queen. The one daughter always wanted to be, like, a rough-and-tumble, like, tomboy assassin. 
go see the world on my own on my own two feet with no no man hold my cape back. And she does. She ends up becoming like a a world traveler. Jon Snow goes north of the wall like he always wanted to go. Like everybody kind of ends up where they want to end up. This uh, Danny, she's she's like kind of butchering people the whole season through. She has visions of her own death, or the whole series through. She's always got visions of her own death, and it's all like prophesized. Her ending is prophesized, and it yep. happens. Like all the stuff, everybody ended up where we've been told they were going to end up. So yeah, it's, okay. Based on based on that mm-hmm. hypothesis, is that why does uh so what what is the anger? Is it because everything was not like uh, everyone didn't live happily ever after? Or? I think I think there was a lot of, and I mean, this might sound like a like you know, I'm I'm calling out crybabies for being crybabies, but I think everybody's really wanting this this uh, Danny's character to end up on the throne, mm-hmm. and they thought it was gonna be like this big win for I don't know for like feminism or whatever the hell it was. No, and it ended up, yeah, but it ended up not happening. She ended up getting stabbed by a male character, so like a lot of that is going on. I think there's a lot of people who don't like that angle. Um, the way I see it is her character was kind of shown to us to go this way. Sansa's character was shown to us to go a certain way. She is the queen of the North. Yeah. So like there were, there was like, nobody was, nobody was pandered to. And I think there was a large part of the audience that wanted to be pandered to. Now they're just unhappy that they weren't. Oh God. I mean, I like the idea of unhappy endings. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. And this is a great, like nobody's happy at the end of this. There's maybe two characters who are kind of happy, but. Like, main characters, like the Cloganes, die, like, brutally. Um, the Hand there, the little guy, mm-hmm. uh, Tyrion, he ends up getting what he wanted. He's he's basically ruling the world now. You know, I mean, everybody kind of ended up where they're going to end up. People don't like the Bran became king, but, like, he's the, he kind of is the best choice. He can see past, present, and future. Hmm. That's the guy I want on the throne. Oh, okay. Well, So everybody kind of got what they were supposed to get. Okay, that's that that that's enough of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I just, uh, oh, man. people got to stop. Stop bitching about it. No kidding. Fucking nine hundred thousand. We want this. We want the last. Se- they want the last season reshot. Yeah, they want the last. Yeah, oh, what are you gonna? Are you gonna pay for it? <laughs> yeah, it's uh that that will never that will happen. never happen. They, and it will never get retconned because this this whole thing, like these uh this Bing off and Weiss, they had this thing planned out from day one. This is a a nine year ten year arc that was completely planned out. Yeah, and it was their arc. It's not it's not for us to be unhappy about. It went the way they wanted to go. Based on the the thing they loved, yeah, they created this. They gave it to us. So I don't know. I, I think people are just bitching because that's the culture we're in. Yeah, people get to complain. If you get to complain, then like you know, you're part of the one percent and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, that that, that that series was just too big to like not attract like everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna go like everybody's gonna get like the bitches and like like the, the people not the bitches but people who are in a bitch people about who are it. bitching about yeah it. people yeah, bitching yeah. about it yeah, yeah so but yeah yeah I don't know mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's uh that's just gotta go. Hey, Ryan Reynolds is going to Fast and Furious. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is joining the Fast and the Furious franchise. Now, yeah. if they can just get Hugh Jackman, then everybody's in these movies. There's more? Oh, they're going to make ton more. They're going to make like three more, at least. Oh, man. For sure. That's what... Uh, what's Actually, why do I care? Who cares? Yeah, the, no, I, I love them. <laughs> they're there. Turn your brain off and enjoy, like, Demolition Derby shit. Okay, okay th- that's fine, but have you mm-hmm. seen the trailer for the new one? Hobbs and Shaw. Oh yeah! Holy shit! It looks so fucking stupid. Oh great! Yeah, like like turn like that is like, honestly, like you can, you cannot have a brain. Yep. If you're just if you're just physically functioning, cool. You could you'll you'll see something in that movie you nice. like. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't care less. Yeah, like like a drooling a drooling idiot. That's that that's who it's like pandering to. That'll be me. I'm gonna sit oh, there man. and turn on my brain and drool through it. Yeah, just like sit like, 
Oh man, it looks so bad. I'm like, oh geez. They have lost all concept of reality. Oh yeah, it completely. It's made. It's made by psychos. Yeah. Yeah. I was um I was unhappy with that one where they go to Dubai and uh and the one not the rock there the the paler version of the rock Vin Diesel when he picks up the front end of that one car and he holds it for a while while Paul Walker's underneath it just like tinkering around. Yeah. I was like, oh, so he's a human jack stand. But like after that, I was like, whatever. Whatever, man. I know. I like the trailer playing that kind of like Middle Eastern music and like mixed with like hip hop and like I'm like, oh my oh, yeah. god, this looks so fucking stupid. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know why for those movies as much as other things like get under my skin, those movies all get a pass. I think because it was the only time Point Break got remade properly. The first one's a remake of Point Break. Yeah, we, we've talked about that. That's, yeah, we have. That, that's true. So ever um, since then, I've just given them all a pass. Yeah, but I didn't think that would it would turn into like. Uh, you know, a knuckles, uh, uh, like a knuckle-dragging Ocean's Eleven yeah. fucking uh, drool fest. So with, oh, a, yeah. with a bunch of like, uh, hey, bro, dude, man, I love this fucking... <laughs> like for the, for the uh, fucking the Call of Duty crowd. <laughs> I, you, <laughs> the, know, you know what? The Doritos like, and Mountain Dew crowd. I could not give it more of a pass. That's fine. I, I just, I, yeah, I don't know why. I That's don't know fine. what part of my brain has just accepted these movies for being ridiculous. I think it's because they're ridiculous and so many people just bitch about how ridiculous they are. And they still make like mountains of money. Yeah, like yeah, you can like there's because those are the people who are like me of like who are like say like these movies are ridiculous, right? You shouldn't support them. But um, well, no. To be fair, I think you're you're selling yourself a little hard there. Like you've never said you shouldn't support them. You just think they're ridiculous. No, not at all. I think I think yeah, go hard if you want. Go go see it fucking five times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Make like make twenty more. Yeah, but like uh, um, and it doesn't ruin the reputation of any actor who goes in there. No, and if anything, it brings them up. Yeah, I mean, like Kurt Russell showed up, and I was like, "Hey, Kurt Russell, awesome! Like him even more now." Yeah, he has tuned out <laughs> and just made a dumb movie mm-hmm. where he's just gonna play another dumb character. Yeah, and it's great, totally great. Yeah, do you, you know get one-liners and all that shit? Do you know that stuntman Mike is actually in Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood? Stuntman Mike. Yeah. Who are we talking about? Do you know? Okay, you know from uh, that uh, you know those Grindhouse movies that uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez and uh, Quentin Tarantino made. Uh, fun fact: I know of them, have not seen them. Okay, so there is a the one with uh, uh, I think it's called uh, what the fuck is it called? Um, Planet Terror. Uh, no, it's not Planet Terror. It's um, it's the other one. Death Proof. Uh, Death Proof. Mm-hmm. So like um, so his character. So his character mm-hmm. in that small little movie. Oh, Stuntman. Okay, I got you. Stuntman Mike. Mm-hmm. That character in that movie is in Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. That is no, sorry, no, cool. no, no. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. In Hollywood, yeah. that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that is a that's a neat little. Well, because all his movies kind of cross over. Yeah, like this is um because like it's all about like a, a the actor and his stuntman, right? Mm-hmm. So his stuntman is played by Brad Pitt, but I think they also run into stuntman Mike. Stuntman Mike. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's like how they always have like red apple cigarettes. Yep. And uh, essentially, like Django is the first chronological movie mm-hmm. or Hateful Eight. I think Django might be right. Ooh. Django, yeah, that was, sign. yeah was that was the sign. That was the sign. Yeah, and you, did you know that in um in uh, Reservoir Dogs in uh Tim Roth's uh, apartment, you know when he's like setting himself up to meet those guys for the first time, and mm-hmm. he's talking to himself. You know what's in the background? A poster of? I do not. Silver Surfer. Really? Yeah. God damn. Tarantino's a huge fan. You know, uh, it's it's weird enough. I've only seen Reservoir Dogs once, mm-hmm. and uh, again, have not seen the Grindhouse movies. Yeah, the Grindhouse. Enough. Yeah, the Grindhouse movies are they're very entertaining. Yeah, you know what it was? There was like two cuts of them, right? Like there's a weird cut that was a little bit longer. And then for the longest time in my head, that was the blocker. I'm like, I have to see the proper cut. I got to yeah. watch the right one. I think, I think, and I just never got around to it. Yeah, I think those two were th- thinking like, yeah, we made these like too long. And they were like kind of like, they were kind of, not, not that they regretted it, but at the same time, they're like, uh, maybe this is a, 
this is too big of a project for us or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or, um, but uh, they're great. They're so entertaining. Yeah, I mean, like I've I have seen bits of Planet Terror, and I thought I was all right. Mm-hmm. Like the the whole way, the weird way it's cut, how mm-hmm. there are certain scenes and frames that are missing, and yeah. it skips back and forth through certain like moments. Yeah, Josh Brolin's character is pretty cool. That uh, the Doctor. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I know he's in it, but yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah, know, he's, right? he's hilarious in that movie. Uh, there's a lot of really good actors in the in those yeah. movies. Well, Michael Bain. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like the main guy, right? He's like the sheriff or what, whatever he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I do like... I mean, I like their movies. Mm-hmm. Rodriguez is great. I mean, he hasn't made a... I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's... It's not so much I watch his movies because um, they're awesome or they're, they're bad, so I bash them, but he's always got information on what he's done. Yeah. So I can appreciate what he does. Yeah, he's a real fan of actual filmmaking. Filmmaking. Yeah, like the like, process the, of the, the process of filmmaking. So yeah. like he will like behind the scenes, they'll show you like how it's done. Yeah. What he learned off of George Lucas. Um, it's all like ten of, minute film school stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, how to shoot Super Eight, how to shoot digital, um, and so yeah, he's uh he's very very knowledgeable about films. Yeah, man. I mean, and, there's uh, there's a lot of digital stuff that he would talk about like with the red camera and during Once Upon a Time that like really stuck in my head when I started doing that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. really neat. Oh yeah, there's um, and I think uh, um, yeah, I still have to see Alita: Battle Angel. I want to see what that's like. Yeah, I would like to check it out. I mean, it's probably one. It's his. It's his first like really big budget movie. So I want to see. Like, I want to give him a chance. See what it looks like. What he look, looks like for him building a world. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen him do Spy Kids. <laughs> I have not world, seen that. As a world building. Yeah. They're not terrible at all, man. Mm-hmm. Like there are movies that you can watch with your like nieces, and nephews, and kids and whatnot. And they're they're fun. They're goofy. Yeah. And everybody kind of, like, you you can tell that everybody knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, everybody kind of knows what their part in this world is mm-hmm. and how to present it for kids. Yeah. Antonio Banderas is having fun. Cheech Marin's having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it called? Carla Gugino. They're all just having a good time. See, see I, I wish I had that. I, I never got that because all my nieces are, like, older. So the only movies I watch with them are the movies I watch. Yeah. And they're like, I'm like, you have to see that. I always force Watch Blade Runner. And I'm like, you have, to, you have to watch this movie. And then yeah. we watch together. They're like, that movie was unreal. And I'm like, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. But, that's it's, cool. but it's always, like, 80s movies and stuff like that. I'm like, it, ease them in there. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, they're just, they live in California, so they're free to do what they want. <laughs> Go watch whatever you want to watch. Watch now. whatever you want to watch. But make sure it's uh, make sure it's good. It is cool that when you've got like uh cousins and brothers and sisters that are all like in an age group where you can kind of show the movies as they get older. Yeah, I think the reason I wanted to do that and it's like I've talked to this to you about this before is that I was lucky that I got that when I was mm-hmm. a kid. And so we were just like my older cousin just said like, Yeah, you have to watch this movie. This movie's great. So he showed me like Highlander, Aliens, yeah, Fear's Real's Day Off, like all these great eighties movies. Um uh, like the color purple, like the chariots of fire, like um, like just just the whole, the, just the benchmark the movies. benchmark movies that you yeah. have to watch when you're a kid. All John Hughes movies, you have to mm-hmm. watch uh, um, all the sci-fi that was out there. You have to like you, that's you, cool, man. Yeah, like all the comedies, like uh, um, weird science, weird science, uh, Uncle real Buck. genius, Uncle Buck, weird, uh, yeah, true, pure genius, yeah, true it, genius, real genius, real genius, yeah. Right. And uh, so he showed me all those, and I was like, um. Uh, there was it was something cool to do, but also it's like it it just I, I fed off of it. Yeah, you yeah. you got lucky like that. I've actually talked to a few people who have uh, like similar stories, like uh, Strangler. Who was it? Somebody was telling me about they had a cousin who showed up like from from like a different like a different country or different province or something, mm-hmm. and straightened them out. Like gave them the whole like this is how you live now mm-hmm. because right now you're a you're a fucking nerd, <laughs> not in a bad way. Yeah, like you know you're you're living that sweatpants life. Yeah. Now you're wearing jeans and t-shirts, man. Trust yeah. me, it's going to change your life. Yeah. Like for a kid to have that kind of influence. Like I never had that. I kind of I kind of stumbled through stuff for a long time as a little kid. Mm-hmm. Then little by little I was like, "Oh, I get it. It's a blue jeans brown t-shirt." 
Then like as soon as I did that, my whole world changed. It's like blue jeans, brown t-shirt, man. That's oh yeah, blue jeans, brown t-shirt life. Yeah, like, he did. Yeah, I told yeah, you. Yeah, but he was that for you. He, he brought you the, the movies, the the music. TV shows, the music, music, how to dress properly. Like, like yeah. not because like not, like tell me how to do it, mm-hmm. but I saw him and I'm like, you know what? He um, emulated him. I I mean, yeah. I emulated that style, and so and then I just created my own, mm-hmm. and so like yeah, he got me to wearing like you know proper clothes, and uh, when we were like. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, yeah, you can't, like, uh, I wouldn't wear that if I were you. <laughs> yeah, you got to stop doing yeah. that. I had, a, I had a few cousins who were older than I was, but they were they were really into their own thing, mm-hmm. and they weren't into, like, having that little kid to show them around, to show them the ropes. Yeah. So we almost became, like, antagonistic for a long time. Yeah. Oh, they're probably, if they listen, they listen. I don't know if they're listening or not. But we were for a little bit, like, there was that weird kind of, like, big brother, little brother, antagonistic kind of streak. Yeah. And now we're great. Like, now now they're awesome. Like, I've got my cousins who are older than I am who are awesome, awesome. But, like, for a little time. So, I wasn't emulating them at all. Mm-hmm. But there were certain things that we would watch or be into uh, as I was becoming an older teenager that kind of, that I know they were into that were kind of, like, uh, I fed off a little bit or, like, rubbed off onto me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I never had that. I never had that thing where you had somebody who showed you how to do it. Yeah, I think because um, I just had uh, I had so many older cousins. We all lived in Edmonton together. Mm-hmm. So every time they would come over, and so he'd be like, uh, I'd go to his place, uh, and um, uh, yeah, they lived in this m- magnificent house. Mm-hmm. And we would just uh, go over there for, for birthdays or dinners or whatever yeah. it is, right? And so I'd go up there, and then he'd be like, have you heard this band before? And I said, no. And he's like, what is this? And he's like, when I was a kid. Yeah. And he'd be like, he goes, yeah, this is, uh, he's like, yeah, th- this is like when I was in grade, maybe grade four. Oh wow! So like you know, eight nine years old. Yeah, eight still nine years super old. Super impressionable. Yeah, and like so, he's like, he goes, "Have you heard of this group called like?" He played, he's like, "Heard of Depeche Mode?" And I said, "No," and he put the, he put it on it, and I was like, "Uh, uh, it lit something in me." Oh yeah, and that's like peak yeah. Depeche Mode. Yeah, it like lit something in me, and I was that's like, cool, and man. so I was just like, I'm like, can you make me like mixtapes and everything? He made me tons of them, I, and I listened tapes. to them until like the 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 ribbons bled basically. That's so. cool, man. And. uh um, he's like, have you heard of uh, this, this, and this? As I got older, he's like, yeah, man, you listen to CD called, you listen to Massive Attack. He's like, you listen to Madonna. He's like, you gotta listen to Glass Tiger. You gotta listen to all this eighties music. Fuck and Glass Tiger. Yeah, all this shit. And I was like, I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. And then for my birthdays, he always buy me like, he's like, yeah, here's Vi- here's Violator, here's like music for the masses. This is here's mm-hmm. Black Celebration and stuff like that. He's like, he goes, you gotta listen to this. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I was like, and I, I just I just ate it all up completely. I just ate it all up like. Oh yeah, yeah. you're being programmed. Yeah. I was being totally programmed. Yeah, those are those are the things that happened to you as mm-hmm. a young as a young kid, mm-hmm. as an eight nine year old. Yeah, that were the uh, like the the for the roads in your mind are being formed, and he was laying concrete. Oh, for sure. He was putting like you had dirt roads. Yeah, and they were all leading to weird little places. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, all these roads are good, but we're gonna put concrete on them. And yeah. I'm gonna put Depeche Mode at the end of that road. Mm. And it's like, yeah, all these roads just being concreted. Yeah, up. and the thing is too is that I was very impressionable. Mm-hmm. At, at, oh, everybody, everyone is right. So, but the thing is too is like I chose to, um, I chose to like you know I'm like oh my god it it's it, it, it like something in it just like resonated with me. I'm mm-hmm. like oh my god this I can relate to this music. That's cool. Yeah, because I was I was really a loner. Cool. I'm like because uh, I was just like I not like in the sense of like I was. Like I was lonely, but I was like I love spending time with myself. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's and, so, all right. and I love listening to eighties music and stuff like that. But then this, so you already had that as a part of you. Oh and yeah, like, somebody just reinforced it. Yeah, like I had like eighties hits like on radio, on records, on vinyl. So I still like played it on my my Fisher Price record player or whatever. <laughs> and um, I still have it. I could show it to you. Those record players are pretty cool, man. Yeah, and but all right. Yeah, but um, I would just like uh, um, yeah, but I just ate it all up. I just I could not stop listening to it. And then I remember uh, I think I told you I was like we were at his house and he put on Highlander. And uh, they all they put it on. And I said, and then I said I went to his house again, and they were like, "Yeah, we're going for a walk in uh in Riverbend, right?" Mm-hmm. I said, "You guys go. I want to watch this movie again." 
Oh, that's pretty awesome. So the whole family went for like a walk. They were hiking and they were having a. I just sat in the. I just sat in the Highlander house. Highlander again. I'm like, just put me in front of Highlander, and I was. I'm good to go. Highlander was pretty great. Yeah. Highlander was one of those things as a kid that you you suddenly had a new Star Wars, like you had something else that was as as rewatchable as and as influential. Yeah. In a different way, like there were certain moments in that movie that were as big, as like say Star Wars or Indiana Jones. Oh yeah. It 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 meant it meant that much to me. Yeah. Where I was like I was like I was like watching Star Wars or Indiana Jones or oh, yeah. like. Um, any like or Back to the Future, mm-hmm. anything like that. I'm like, watch it. I'm like, holy fuck, this story is incredible. It was crazy. And like the villain and the hero, the the storyline, um, how it went back and forth. I'm like, I was just encapsulated. I was like, holy shit, this thing is crazy. Man, you just don't get that. Uh, at least I don't. I don't get that kind of feeling anymore from from cinema, where mm-hmm. you just you're so just sucked into a movie, mm-hmm. and all you can think of is how much you're gonna watch this over and over again. Yep. You go out and buy the DVD. You put it in, and just like watch it again. I know. As soon as he got back, and I'm like, "Can you can you make a copy of this?" And he's like, "I took it out." And he's like, "He's like here," and he threw just it to take me. Take it. I'm like, I'm like, I said, "Who's?" I said, "Can you do you have any CDs of Queen?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, "He's like, yeah." And he's like, "So he gave me some. He he gave me Queen CDs." That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Kind of magic. Uh, if you've got kind of magic, you're good to go. I have, I have it on after I, Highlander. Yeah, I have it on. I have the original on vinyl. Mm-hmm. I didn't have it, so I had to listen to the music through the VHS player. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I didn't that have it. Sadly, <laughs> sadly. Yeah, I just bumped into a, a kid. We were at a friend's birthday, a friend's kid's birthday party, and his nephew was there, who's like big into filmmaking right now. He's like 12 years old. Uh huh. Just wants to make movies, and um, he's been watching the trailers for Bohemian Rhapsody, and then he started. He asked my uh, my buddy. Uh, what like who who's Queen? What is it? What is this? And his parents were into it, so they all kind of just started like telling him who Freddie Mercury is and giving him Queen Queen to listen to. You now the kid is like white t-shirts and like pink sunglasses. All right, he's super into filming. Like I was just I was thinking about this kid. Like he's he had that just now. Mm-hmm. He had that maybe not from Big Brother, but he had somebody who was giving him information on music, information on a certain style, a certain type, a certain fashion. And he's just like absorbing all of it. Mm-hmm. And we sat there talking about making movies, and like you know, because that's that's what I do. Uh, you know, not movies, movies. I make small like productions, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm in, involved in video, video uh, editing, and filmmaking. And he just heard that, and he's like, "Fuck, tell me everything. Mm-hmm. Tell me everything." For the next like hour and a half, I'm just, tell, just like, giving him pointers and how he be better at what he does. And the kid is just like, from what he was telling me, I I have no doubt that he was not lying about mm-hmm. what he's doing. This kid was genuinely telling me what he's doing as far as making small films on his iPhone. Yeah, start, was, start with your phone. Yeah, yeah, man. I was so proud of the way he was doing stuff. So I'm like, this is all good stuff. Like, everything you're doing is good. He knew what he was talking about. He knew what he was doing. He was on the right path. And I was like, this is this is it. I'm watching the egg hatch. Yeah. I'm watching the friggin' egg hatch. And this is a kid who's going to do something later on in life. He's going to become like a filmmaker later on in life. Mm-hmm. I was so proud of him. Like, you're doing everything right. Just yeah. keep doing what you're just doing. Keep, yeah. Here are what... just things. Here's the sandpaper. I'm giving you sandpaper to take all the edges off. Yep. Oh yeah, that's it. That's the thing too. Is like yeah, because, um, and plus he has all the opportunity to like get his get his get yeah. his information out there. Oh dude, and like upload right it on now, YouTube for free, shoot exactly, for free, edit it for free. But right now everything is free, mm-hmm. and it's you have everything. Mm-hmm. Like what have you got? And he's got like an iPhone, like uh, like what kind of iPhone? I'm thinking he's gonna say like you know his parents maybe have some money. I don't know. I don't really know his parents well enough. Mm-hmm. But he's like ah, just like an iPhone five. I'm like five or an SE? Like do you know what it is? And he pulls it out and it's an SE. I'm like okay, good. You're good to go. You got 4K. You're good to go. You are you can you can do your 1080 at 60 frames instead of shooting that primarily. You know, save 4K for all the big stuff so your render times are slow, are, are lower so you can actually like, get your work done faster. And he's telling me about his, like his workflow and his storyboarding and his editing process. I'm like, fuck, everything's good. Yeah, everything good. is good, man. Mm-hmm. I was really proud of this kid. Like yeah. everything he was telling me was the right stuff, and it was stuff that you you can't just research 
by going on Wikipedia. It's stuff that you would have to have done a few times. Yeah. So I told him about like the struggles I had when I was learning how to edit the first time, the first few projects I worked on. Mm-hmm. And there are all the things he's doing now mm-hmm. at like 12. Like, man, by the time he's my age, he'll, he'll have made like 40 features. There the future go. Spielberg. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it was great. It was really cool to hear that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do. I, I like that. I like hearing when, because I never had that. So I, li- I do like hearing it when a kid's got like a mentor. Mm-hmm. We're kind of like, this is how things are done. Yeah. This is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Stop wearing those sweatpants with the Smurfs on them. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. didn't own those, but just like the first thing that popped in my head was like sweatpants of the cartoon characters. I did own those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember. It was like seventh grade. I went to school in seventh grade and everybody looked like an adult. And I was like, I'm like first day. And I walked in like as a sixth grader. I was like, oh, we got to change everything. Mm-hmm. I looked around. I was like, right away, like everything changes. We're going to go buy a pair of jeans or go, go buy like a T-shirt, a straight up, no more like logos, yeah. like an alligator on your shirt, mm-hmm. a straight, flat, single color T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, that's how you do it. Like, that's how you do it. Yeah. If your life is to change on its own like that. Yeah. I think it's a, uh, yeah, that, that's why I was, that, that's why I think it was kind of important for me to like. Uh, Have a mentor. I think, I, yeah, I think it was... Uh, Senpai co high relationship? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it's, it was great. Like, I just, uh, I, 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 I mopped up everything completely. Yeah, man, you changed that whole... You, you just grown up, right? That's how you go from, like, that little kid into, like, a teenager, into, like, a preteen, into a teenager. It forms the way your brain is going to function as an adult. Yeah, and it's. I think it's also, um, it leaves you... And plus, when your mind is more open to that kind of stuff... Mm-hmm. To, let's say to music or movies or books or art, whatever it is, right? That's, yep. But if, you, if you're exposed to that at an early age, you hunger for it even more. So you look for more creative outlets that you can, that you can um, enjoy that maybe not everyone subscribes to, but it is your own thing. Yeah, it's your own thing. And so like whether it's um, – because a lot of people, like when I was growing up, uh, um, a lot of my friends didn't like, – they're like, okay, why are you listening to that, whatever, right? And then next thing you know, now it's like it's – They're all listening to they're it. They're all listening to it. Yeah. And so um, nasty, I got like, oh, I got it first, whatever it is, right? But mm-hmm. like, you know what? It's like a – um, um, I'm glad I started that early because um, it had a huge effect on my childhood. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. That that's that that is pretty rad. I will say there was a time when uh, the own not not like a like an a, like an older younger influence relationship. Me and my cousin like the same age, a couple months apart. Mm-hmm. We're into the same stuff. We're like the closest I've ever had to like a brother of my own age. Mm-hmm. We both got into Led Zeppelin and CCR at the same time. Oh, nice! In a weird, almost like independent way like he had zeppelin i had ccr and then i had zeppelin and he had ccr mm-hmm. and almost at the same time i think because we joined one of those like uh bmg music group M- music group things like yeah. give, give me a penny i'll give you 10 cds yeah and then give me 500 dollars. and i just cancel them we both cancel them because we're like we gotta be on top of this don't buy more cds mm-hmm. can't let shit yeah we got all these classics and next thing you know like everybody else we listen everybody, everybody else we knew was listening to either pop or like debbie gibson or whatnot uh-huh. and we were listening to zep and like old school rockabilly, you know that's why I had like a Merle Haggard CD. Mm-hmm. I had friggin' um, Waylon Jennings. Mm-hmm. So we were listening to all that stuff. Oh, nice! And everybody else is listening to really poppy crap, mm-hmm. like uh, mix a lot, whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was the turn for me. Mm-hmm. After that, I became like a rock and roll guy, and a lot of people stayed pop guys. And then now they're all kind of getting more into like rock and rockabilly, mm-hmm. which is already like years past, right? Yeah. But now they're starting to finally catch up, and it's like, man, you should have been with me on this ride when you were kids. Yeah. You had so much more fun. I know. Yeah. I just didn't, I didn't force anyone to listen to the music I was listening to. I, yeah. I would say like sometimes I'd be like, yeah, man, this is awesome. We like heard of like, I didn't tell anybody, but I'm like, I'm like, oh man, if I could listen to like uh, Nine Inch Nails or yeah, uh, or Depeche Mode or like The Cure or um, Pet Shop Boys or whatever have you, right? Like just and just like oh, we can just listen together, but like. 
that wasn't anyone else for to enjoy. That wasn't their thing. Yeah. Like, maybe either like they would listen to something else or music just wasn't their thing. Yeah, music just wasn't their thing. They were listening to like yeah. radio hits. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It's weird how some people only listen to radio hits. Yeah. Or only listen to like compilations and greatest hits. They don't know what like they don't know the whole um like the, what's it called? The uh beginning and end of like physical graffiti. Yeah, it's like they going, know it's, it's, yeah, it's it's like going on a it's like it's the musical equivalent of like going to a resort rather than traveling. Really good point. I would put it that way. Hey, cool segue too. You hear about those four guys who uh, went friggin' haywire on a trip from Manchester? Oh, I just read that yesterday. <laughs> oh, oh, they're all going to jail. That's you know how sad that was. That's crazy sad. Number one, because that's the representation in my head of Manchester person now. Oh yeah, those, yeah, those, yeah, those guys are idiots. Like they just um. So what they did. So basically, correct me if I'm wrong. So they had to divert the flight. Yes. They had to land in uh, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, and they had to dump ten thousand gallons of fuel. Yeah. So they can make a safe landing in Winnipeg. <laughs> okay. He had to like circle around, just dumping fuel into the air. So there's people out there covered in rocket and <laughs> jet fuel. And jet fuel over like most of the like eastern Canada. Yeah. Well, these guys circled around to dump the fuel so they wouldn't. So it would save a safe landing. Yeah, in Winnipeg, because four guys went haywire on a plane. Yeah, because you can't. Yeah, because you, you can't. You can't land with a heavy. Uh, um, well, there's all kinds of problems. There's all kinds of problems. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's all kind of safety precautions you have to have just in case something happens. Ten thousand gallons of fuel with a with pounds, whatever it was. It was gallons. It was gallons. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna blow your friggin' plane up. So those guys, are those guys are responsible for a lot. Of, those guys are gonna get fined like crazy. I guess. Like they got picked and up, and they're banned from that airline too. They're banned from the airline. Yeah. They got um pulled out of the plane. From the RCMP on the ground in Winnipeg, yep. and they weren't charged. And they went back to the the, the UK to Manchester, and like two of them got two years. Yeah, and then I think the other two got eighteen months of like time. They're gonna do time in the UK because they went to a stag and a rough house on a plane. Told a flight attendant, "I make forty k a year as a builder, whatever the fuck a Manchester accent sounds like," and yep. you're just a flight attendant, <laughs> and that's it. And she's like, "You know what? Fuck it. Yeah, get, call the captain. Yeah, call the captain. That was the last straw." 40k a year travel around the world you're gonna die in manchester motherfucker how do you how do you get that wasted on a flight oh okay I, people I, do though yeah okay i'll admit okay like with my friend uh okay he got a, we had a stake in uh in phoenix we ended like, up a couple months ago yeah yeah was, no this was this was like um this was uh um yeah so this is a couple this is like a couple of years ago oh the the big one you guys rented the yeah, house and shit we, yeah we okay. rented, so we went to that massive house and so we went there so we were drinking i drank at the at the airport in the lounge and so we had a couple of pints there mm-hmm. and then we got on the plane and we started drinking like crazy. Yeah. But uh, you have to act properly. <laughs> I like how your face changed in the middle of the story to like, you know, you're re- you're recalling something and then all of a sudden you went full adult. You have to behave. Yeah. Like, honestly, like you have to like, like seriously, like when you're, okay, I don't care how drunk you get. Yeah. Okay. I'm personally speaking, right. There's this, I have a little bit of respect for myself. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, so like, I, like I was drinking like crazy. Okay, if I'm if I'm gonna do anything, if I'm gonna have any conversation with anybody, yeah, and I'm at a level where I'm like, uh, like I'm kind of like blitzed or slightly inebriated, inebriated, right? To where I, you can you can gauge you're gonna say some bullshit. Yeah, so if someone was looking at me awkwardly or something like that, yeah. I would either turn away or if I was feeling extra like like night, if I was like feeling good, yeah, I'm like I go to the person, I'm like, can I buy you a drink? Would you like a drink? What, whatever you want. We're having a good time. You want, yeah. you want to have a good time? I'm like, a good time. Yeah, I'm like, you want here? Why don't you join us? Like, you, I'm like, I'll, I'll get you a drink. Yeah, you can just uh, if it makes your flight better. This is for you. I here was, you go. I was actually, I no, I did buy like a person a drink on the flight. On the the one you're talking about. Yeah, the one. Yeah, this one. There was a guy. There was actually a guy um um across the the, the aisle, mm-hmm. and he looked at us. He's like, holy crap! He's like, these guys are going. These guys are. These guys, he said, these guys are going crazy. And I said, there's a couple of guys in the back. And I said, oh, I'm like, I'm like, 
don't worry about these guys. And I said, he goes, and I was, I was crushing. Uh, we actually drank, we actually drank all the alcohol on the plane. <laughs> all right then. Yeah, and um, according to the stewardess, she might have been, she might have lied just to make sure she cut us yeah, off. Yeah, just, just to cut you off. All yeah. the booze is gone and drank yeah. it all. And then she, but we go to, her, I go to him. I said, excuse me. Uh, I said, hey, how's it going? And he goes, good. I'm like. I'm like, yeah, don't, I'm like, don't mind those guys. I'm like, you know what? Just, I'm like, sorry, I, I want to apologize for those guys. I'm like, yeah. can, I just, can I get your drink? Anything you want. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be alcohol or anything you want. And he's like, no, that's okay. I'm like, no, go ahead. Or anything you want. It's Put it on my tap. And he said, uh, he goes, can I get a can I get a beer? I'm like, yeah. So when she just came by, I'm like, yeah, can you get him a Heineken? And yeah. she, uh, it's on me. And she's like, she's like, sure. So she get, I paid for it, and I'm, she got him a beer. Man, as a, as a guy who worked in a bar for a long time, like 17 years, man, I've bounced bars for a long time. Most of us did. Most mm-hmm. of the table of guys who started the show did. We all kind of have an understanding or an agreement. Like when people get into a bar and have a good time and they're having a good time, they're good people, mm-hmm. they can be loud, they can be rowdy to, yeah. to, an, to an extent. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, if they're well-behaved, you leave them alone. Yeah. Even on a plane, man, if they're well-behaved, whatever. They're not hurting anybody. No. They're, they're, in, they're entertaining some people uh, to a point. You know, they're if you tell them you're being too loud, somebody's sleeping, they'll try to keep it down. Mm-hmm. So you just let them keep going because they're not really hurting anybody. No, exactly. it's like a it's like a laughing baby. You know, yeah. a laughing baby is loud, but a laughing baby's a laughing baby. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna get mad at the laughing baby. No, it's just yeah, because the thing is too is that I. But then there's these assholes. Yeah, they're, they're, these these guys are fucking idiots. Like yeah. like the. Uh, I'd be a, like for me, it's like the biggest fear would be like, okay, I'm gonna get thrown off the plane. I'm gonna ruin it for everybody. Yeah, and. Uh, not only for my crew, but like my, for the rest of the passengers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then people are, they're afraid of you. They're the afraid older of you. people are afraid that you're going to start a fight and they're going to get, yeah. somebody's going to fall imagine, on them. Can, can you imagine being like, like being heavily buzzed yeah. and like, like they, you're acting the way you're acting. And then you see someone looking at you with actually with fear in their eyes. Like they're yeah. like, holy shit. Like what this Oh, person? they don't give a shit. Yeah. They'll laugh about it. I w- I'd be like, I'd be mortified. Yeah. I'd be like, I, I would like just shake my head. I'll be like, oh my god, I'm what like, did I do? What did I do? I'm like, I go up, like, I am so sorry, and like, I, 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 but that's, I don't know, that's just me, obviously, right? But like, um, these guys, these guys. Well, are, that's because, like you said, you have some self-respect. But these guys are fucking Neanderthals. Like they just, uh, they just go on like, I wake forty key a year. Have you seen the, the mug shots of them? All? <laughs> I saw the, I, I saw the video when they were being let out. I didn't see the video with the mug shots. The first guy looks like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> like that's what his mug shot is saying. The first guy's like, what are you looking at? A bunch of fucking idiots. What happened? Jesus Christ. Why is my balls hurt? It's (laughs) like, well, you know, your other friend grabbed you by him and swung you around the cabin. Yeah. That's what you were doing. I wish those guys landed in like... Dubai or something. Dubai or something, yeah. <laughs> or they're like, "What did you do?" Yeah, and they were saying, like, and they were, did you yeah, do? they were saying racist shit. I'd be like, "Oh mm-hmm. man, I wish you guys got like fucking throttled." Hey, towelhead. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no, exactly. You said the wrong racist like, yeah. shit to people who take it seriously I, out here. Yeah, you look at the cousin of that guy who uh, runs that store beside my house. Yeah. Oh man, they imagine? they would have gotten accosted. Yeah, exactly. Like, you look at like, like, didn't you put my gas in my car on the in, back in England? Or somebody's losing a hand. Yeah. That I, that I, I want those. I want those motherfuckers to like deal oh, with those man. people. Yeah. Oh, I we were just talking about this too. Like, behave. You're representing your country when you go overseas, and if you are going to be an asshole, and you've you know maybe you don't have like a, a knowable accent, don't tell them where you're from. No, They're like where are you from? Be like Hawaii. Yeah, far. No, don't don't even tell them Hawaii because Hawaii is really nice. People are really cool. Tell them like I don't know, Turkey. No, don't tell them Turkey. Either, no, you, 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 <laughs> do, you, you know what line you give them? You give them the line from Highlander. Huh. It was like you talk funny, man. Where are you from? Lots of different places. Lots of different places. Yeah. We were uh, we were in in um, Cambodia a couple of years ago, and there's a dude there, like giant of a man, with a like tan line, like crazy, like a, a neckline and arm line, 
pale where his t-shirt would be and red where his t-shirt would not be. Mm-hmm. Uh, super nice dude, though. And we're walking into the hotel. We've got our buddy Bobby, and he looks over, and he's he thinks, I can't remember what hockey player he thought he was, but it wasn't him. And, you know, the guy walks up, and he's like, so where are you guys are all from, eh? And I'm like, oh, you're not from anywhere. We're, we didn't know where he was from, right? Mm-hmm. So I tell him we're from Canada. We're going here. We're going to go see the temple, blah, blah, blah. What about you? Where, how, how are you doing? How are things? What, how's the place? And he's like, oh, it's good. You can get some really good coffee over there. You got this over there. Uh, but uh, let me ask you guys, do you like to uh, smoke the weed? <laughs> like, oh, not right now, but maybe later. Oh, man. And Bobby's like, where are you from? He's like, oh, you know, uh, about. <laughs> about. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the best way to put it. About. Like, Oh, uh, he became like our like the mascot of the hotel. You'd walk out, you have to say hello to him because mm-hmm. he'd jump out of the pool half like in a speedo, half naked, out of the pool if he saw us coming by, and just to say hello. I was like, I don't know where he's from, but he could have told me he's super weird. He smokes a lot of weed. He's with the dude who looks like Wiz Khalifa from five years ago yeah. before he got super jacked. Mm-hmm. Just hanging around, man, just representing his country in the most polite way. That's the way to do Smoking it. Smoking weed, probably running from the law, mm-hmm. covered in homemade tattoos. <laughs> I mean, just like. Looked like he was just escaping the rest of the world mm-hmm. and could not have represented where, wherever he was from better. No. And clearly a thug. Like, yeah, this is this. Oh, this is yeah, great. Totally, th- totally thugged out, too. I mean, thugged out in the weirdest way. He looked like, I mean, dad bod. Super dad bod. Uh-huh. Like, a, like a retired athlete who's 10 years past getting into shape. Like one cheeseburger away from being in awful shape. And maybe a couple bench presses away from being jacked again and ready for, you know, oh, okay. sports. Yeah. Like the kind of guy who, who, like the kind of athlete bod, you're like, there's no way he can still sock dingers. And he comes to the field to coach Little League for his kid. And one of the other dad who's in really good shape just like lobs him a ball and he knocks it into red deer. Yeah. Like that kind of shape. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, like you can see it. It is hit or miss. It's hit or miss. Like you can yeah. see it. But then again, if he has one cheeseburger, his life is over. Yeah. Like type two diabetes. Yeah. He's he's it's on, finished. He's on that fine line. He's on that fine line. Yeah. He was that kind of a build. Oh, okay. And he was just like like pencil tattoos. Like somebody took a pencil and started stabbing a tattoo into him mm-hmm. and still managed to make an image of Putin on his arm. <laughs> like that kind of, that kind of look to him. The worst hair I'd ever seen in a man. Well, the um I think But I, the nicest dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think um yeah, I think I think in every situation where you're where you're traveling uh, somewhere or you're somewhere where you're not in your environment, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, play it cool, man. Play it cool. Just play it cool. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, nobody wants you to like represent your country like an asshole. No. Um. But uh, moving on. Uh. Well, I mean, some some moving on. Some dodgeball is oppressive. Hear about this? What? Dodgeball is a, is a tool of the oppression oppressive patriarchy or some shit like that. Yeah. When they play dodgeball in school. Apparently, there's a study done in BC that said the five faces of, like, uh, oppression, whatever the hell they are, like, you know, whatever it is. And they, they, li- they listed them all down, because I, I was kind of, like, reading it mockingly, so I didn't get enough enough of what I should have given it. Mm-hmm. But um, apparently, it labeled all the ways dodgeball, mm-hmm. the game of dodgeball that you play as kids in school, is oppressive. Because, like, it, it essentially makes the weak kids... Uh, out of the game. It kicks them out of the game early and then the strong... So Darwinism. It's Darwinism. Basically, what yeah, it does it is they're is. mad at Darwinism. It is. That's what I was getting to and I realized I'm just gonna... I'm burying the lead here but people who studied it are just angry at Darwinism. They're angry at kids realizing that you need to get better at things or you're gonna get kicked out of the game. Yeah, I, I see no I, I see no flaw in that. No, dodgeball I, is a tool for educating kids on why they shouldn't suck at shit. Yeah, Or exactly. if you suck at this, learn something else and get better at that. Yeah, because you're in the way. 
Yeah. You're <laughs> thank you. You're in the way. Okay, you know why I'm saying that? Because I we played dodgeball when I was obviously I played dodgeball in elementary, right? Yeah. I was fantastic at dodgeball. Okay. Good man. I, I was the guy like, hey, we we start one okay, I'm not making this up, okay? Mm-hmm. This is this is bone hard medical truth, okay? <laughs> okay. Surgical steel. Yeah, exactly. So like we would play Mm-hmm. And uh, we would play, and so I would be on one side, and the other t- and our other cl- the other side of the class would be on one side. Okay, so we would play. Um, we would. I'm I'm not making this up. I'm being dead serious. We would play, and my uh, okay, our team would win. Okay, and they're like, okay, now we have to make this more fair. Okay, so they're like, okay, put put Roger on the other team, and then that team would and win. that team destroyed the other team because you were that guy. And then I moved back again. You were the Wayne Gretzky of dodgeball. Yeah, exactly. So I because I I'm like because uh, I knew. Because we, we you know those red balls that you, you, you the, oh yeah, yeah, those, yeah I used those. I, I had a rocket of an arm. I, I, cause I, cause I, cause I, 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 I like Tommy John yeah, surgery. Not be, yeah, not because I'm strong. Just because like I grew up with my brother. You have to be strong, right? Because my brother was way bigger than me, so we got into fights. Darwinism. Yeah. That you have to be stronger to survive. Yeah. So I hit this one girl. She's like, "Why'd you hit me?" I'm like, "You're in the way." Yeah. I told her, "I'm like, you're in the way." I have to hit you. Yeah. Like, because you're in the way. You're in the way. I'm like, I want. Was she go- on your own team? Uh, no, she. Was, oh no, she's another team. No, she was another team, right? Yeah. And so you hit her because that's the game. Yeah, I didn't go like this. I wound up and I, I, I went like this, and I, 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 I it was a slingshot. Just, I just went, fired it at her. And so, like you're in the way. Then I, had, I just, I had something to prove for the other guys, right? I'm like, yeah, it's like there's dominance here. Yes. And so you, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I have to put you guys in your place. Yeah. So worst comes to worst, the hammer's gonna come down, and I'm gonna be the one doing the swinging. Now go make me a sandwich. Exactly. Yeah. So like that's yeah, what I, it is. Yeah, and I did that in volleyball too. They're like, yeah, put Roger on the on the other team. God, I used to love volleyball. Yeah. So. But like, that's what you're supposed to do. Have to. And and the thing is, if you're not if you're not good at dodgeball, or if you're not good at a sport, and you're getting kicked out, or you you know you're getting you're getting tagged out, whatever's going on, then find what you're good at and do that. Yeah. And do it really well. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's a symbol of oppression that teaches you to be no. weak. Then you bitch about it. Like, oh, I can't play this because, you know, the Timmy or Raj keeps hitting me. And I keep yeah. losing. Well, you're losing because you suck. So learn how to get better. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I, would, I would be like, I'm, I, like actually, one girl, I remember her name very clearly. Uh, I won't say it on, on, the, on the podcast, but, like, I remember her. And she's like, why did you hit me? Like, cause I have to hit you quickly because I know someone else is going to be throwing the ball at me. Mm-hmm. So I, I hit you quickly. And I, and you're I run, out. And I, yeah, you're out. Back. So I'm, just getting, I'm getting rid of. I'm getting rid of the like the I'm I'm, I'm icing away the the hard part. You're shaving away. Yeah, exactly. I want bullshit. Exactly. I want to yeah. get to the middle person who's who's the best. Yeah. And just take him out. Get over it, yeah. Carol. And then like yeah, you meet and I'm like I I'm like come meet me in the middle. Yeah. Come close. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Stand there. Stand there. Let's go. And then like one, two, three. Let's go. Let's see who's the best. <laughs> yeah. I remember like I, I remember like it was yesterday. That's completely. awesome. Yeah. That that's that's ex- there's there's a difference between the way that happened then. And the way what things are happening now. Like, I know everybody kind of jokes about, like, Joe Rogan calls it the upside down. Like, we're in the upside down now. But it's true. It is. Everything is upside down, man. Mm-hmm. It is. All it of a totally sudden, is. Darwinism is oppressive. It's a, it's oppression. It's an oppression creation of the patriarchy. Yeah. I'm like, it's a, yeah, it's a yeah, concept. You, yeah, it's a social concept. Yeah, what are you afraid of? Uh, getting better at everything? No, they're afraid of being left behind because they refuse to get better. Evolve or die. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, get better at what you are bad at. Yeah, man. When I was a kid, I started martial arts when I was like six years old, and I sucked. Like, I fucking. I remember the. I still remember my first ever karate class because mm-hmm. everybody took karate class first. Yeah, I walked in. And I was horrible at it. Couldn't do the knuckle push-ups. I couldn't do push-ups. I mean, I remember when I went in for that first class where you go in and do your whole like orientation. Like, this is what a gi is. Here's your gi. Go do this. Go do that. I walked in, and the instructor was so nice to me. Like, super nice to me. And the first day of the actual classes, he was a dictator. Mm. He was like like Stalin on a bad day. 
I remember thinking to myself, what the fuck happened? You were like my best friend yesterday, and now you're yelling at me. But that, that if he hadn't yelled at me, if he hadn't told me to get better, mm-hmm. if he hadn't made fun of me for not being able to do a push-up, I wouldn't have learned how to do two push-ups. Yeah. And now I hammer them out like they're nothing. Yeah, because the thing is, too, is like you have to realize where that's coming from, right? He it, wants me to he's not, not trying suck. To hu- yeah, he's not trying to humiliate you. The, no. end, the end game is to like make you stronger. Yeah, it is to make you better. Yeah. And the truth is, man, like I, I can remember those first two days, mm-hmm. like clearly, yeah. like your dodgeball story. Mm-hmm. I remember day one when we were the best of friends. I remember day two when he's like, you suck at life. Yeah. Like he's straight up. He Cobra Kai'd me. He's like, mm-hmm. everything you do is wrong. You suck at life. Yeah. Everything you do is wrong. Yeah. And he's like a tall white guy with a square head and a mustache. And, and that was like straight up. Like straight up, like eastbound and down over here. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit, you are not my friend. Yeah, you are not here to soften no, me up. I'm, you're here to harden me. Yeah, up. yeah, I'm, I'm here to make you better. Yeah, he was there to make me better. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't break, I didn't quit. I'm, I'm a lifelong martial artist, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I sucked at almost every single one when I first started. Mm-hmm. I sucked at karate when I first started. I sucked at Muay Thai when I first started. Mm-hmm. I was a shitty kickboxer when I first started. I got better at every single one. Yeah, the drive was there to get better. Mm-hmm. And and that's just how it is because like you're not gonna show up and be the best. No, not at all. Yeah, I, I think um I you know one thing I I've, I've noticed too is like I guess when I was growing up um there's only like a couple of sports were like like that were technical that I was good at mm-hmm. um like tennis and uh um and bo- and volleyball. Like you understood them as you went along. Yeah, pretty I'm, easily. I'm like yeah, I'm like you know what I just played because I played with like people who were better than me. Like yeah, um my, I get this. like my friends my friends uncles like they would just play with us because they like to play. Mm-hmm. And I find like especially with tennis, if you play with get someone who's better than you, that's yeah. so that's how you get better. You will get better. Yeah, and then you'll um so, um but other sports that were just gen- like just like like ch- like Chinese soccer or Chinese baseball. You know, I remember like, that. You know you roll the, the ball, ball and yeah. you, they kick it like really high. So that I was great at that because I was I I could catch everything. Dodgeball was good. I was good at throw. Like I was really good at it. Track and field, I was excellent. But like, the one sport that took me the longest to get decent at, not even good, like decent at, um, was was basketball. Oh, get out of town, huh? Yeah, that's really? one. That, that's one that took me the most effort. And I'm, like, I'm still not good. But like, uh, I yeah, was I'm terrible I, at basketball. I was never ever great. I was never. I was never good. Mm-hmm. But uh, um. I just had the I just had the athleticism, and then like that got that got, that gets you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, man. It's the equivalent I mean, of being tall and being around the basket. You can still score. It's like you so, can still kind of you can still tip it in. Exactly, you can but still you, make things happen. Yeah, but you can just want for me. It's like I could jump over guys and shoot, whether or not it went in or not. It was mm. maybe thirty percent of the time, but like uh, you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take them. That is true. Yes. So <laughs> I never followed that mantra. I'm just like I, I miss hundred percent of the shots I always take. <laughs> yeah, but still, at least you're taking the shot. And the thing is, it's it's like we were just saying. I mean, maybe you weren't great at it, mm-hmm. but you still played. You still got out there and did it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and we, I played just like within walking distance from here. Yeah. At Vic's house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and we were just like, and I w- it was a thing to do because it was also, it was fun to do because you're playing it with your friends. With your friends. Yeah. And they're all like, they're because, and they were not, some of them were not in the best, sh- like they're not, not in the, I shouldn't say that. That wasn't true at all. The, um, some of them were not in the best shape. No, but, no, where you're going to go? No, yeah. But I'm like, no, they were, they were, my friends were in excellent shape. The only thing was is that um, I w- I could just jump really. High. They were like they were like oh crap okay he's a natural athlete yeah he can ju- not in the natural in the sense of like he can jump higher than than most of us mm-hmm. so that's where I'm like you know what okay then maybe this is a sport that I'm actually going to be somewhat decent at right so then yeah. I'll, then I was just I just I just started to try to pick it up it wasn't that great but like uh, no but like the thing is you don't you don't just give up or you don't go and complain about it. No, you just keep doing it. Because, just keep doing it because it became like like we on our other podcast that we do, um, one that Amar did, but for our first mm-hmm. one, it was all about love and basketball. 
Yeah. That was our first one. And we mm-hmm. talked about it. I'll send you the link for it. And uh, it's, it's, it's all about our basketball journey. When well, we there kids. you go. Yeah. 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 Things that you would do as kids just to like, you know, because that's what you did. You, play, you played a game that you all got along playing. Mm-hmm. You all enjoyed it. It was a common, like the common denominator that you all enjoyed doing. Yeah. It was, it was the glue that kept us together. The glue that kept you together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And I just, I just don't understand how people are, are so, I mean, they're, they're not willing to tell kids today you're not good at this thing. Yeah. You're not good at this particular thing. Now you can try and you can get better. Mm-hmm. Maybe you won't. And then you'll find something else you're good at. Yeah. Like I would have no problem telling my, if I ever had kids is to tell my son, mm-hmm. um, let's, well, regardless, daughter or son, um, is that, um, uh, he's like, I like, I'm so happy that you just have a group of your friends you get together with and play ball with. Yep. And you can, you guys can like, if you need anything, you can come to me. If you guys need rides to games, you can come to come to me. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. Like you guys get together, um, and just chill and stuff like that. Yeah, that would make me so happy. I'm like, I, even if you guys suck at it, I don't give a shit. Like just uh, <laughs> you just suck at chilling. Yeah, if you guys, if yeah, if you guys are <laughs> terrible at, uh, you um, guys don't know how to chill right. Yeah, I would tell him like, this, I'm like, I'm like, this is what we did, and it was a blast. Yeah. And so, you guys, if you could take that from me, if you guys can enhance on that, I would love to like embarrass you guys by coming down there and just like <laughs> playing around with you guys every now and then yeah not make a basket exactly but still try every single time exactly yeah i would uh, but uh the kids are people are afraid to get their kids dirty man kids I, are I, oh, I, they're I, totally afraid yeah i throw my kid in the, I, i'd be like my kid wants to go to the playground i'm like yeah fuck go get yourself yeah, dirty have have fun like yeah. be a kid mm-hmm. go be go be awful at one thing and good at something else yeah and then when somebody makes fun of you for being awful at what you're awful at mm-hmm. instead of being a crybaby Learn how to insult them. Yeah. Learn how to give them a little put down back because that's called trash talk. Yeah. And Larry Bird is the king of it. He's the king of it. So you don't like, believe me? <laughs> watch this. Let's go watch some Larry yeah. Bird. Yeah. Yeah. Just like if he's be- 18 years old, I'm like, here, we're gonna smoke our first joint together. I'm like, let me show you how this is done. <laughs> well, 18's too young. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Our, our first beer together. I'll put yeah, that yeah, one. beer's better. 18's too young for a joint. His brain ain't formed yet. You're gonna, you're gonna raise yourself a moron. <laughs> I'm 25 year old. You won't be able. If to he's talk a first, if he's a first year, uh, if he's a first year student, uh, like in university, and he's doing well. I think I let I think I let it slide. Let the joint slide. I, I let the joint slide. I just uh, knowing what I know about brain function, that's why I wouldn't let it slide. I mm. see what you mean though. I'd be all down with like the beer, but like the the joint the joint really like the weed really messes up the way your brain works. You haven't yeah you, you haven't done it before right? No, you've done it before right? Well, smoke weed. Yeah. Oh yes. You did a ton of time right? Yeah yeah that's yeah. Well, okay, well, I don't, sorry, I, I <laughs> might have confused with something else. The, Thank um, you. Uh, yep. You, you, you what was the last time? What was last, guy. Yeah. What was the last time you did it? Oh, it's been a while though. How long? It's been a while. Roughly um, four years. Four Thailand. years. Yeah, yeah, in Thailand. Really? Yeah, I haven't smoked outside of Thailand in a long time. Holy crap! Yeah, and that was just because this one broad had it, and she wanted to try something fun. She wanted to do this thing where you you smoke into your hand, and then you both you turn your hand to a bong. Oh, essentially. yeah. It's a weird thing. I didn't quite get it. I, I didn't understand I what she was trying to do. Way, yeah. Yeah, it was a weird deal. So I I would inhale and exhale, and she'd turn my hand to a bong. Like a non a non water. So she bond. would blow in there, and then you blow the se- you yeah, blow the second it. hand. Yeah, so we were both doing that, and I just didn't get it. Like she's trying to do this thing, and I was like, I don't fucking know what you're trying to put together here. Yeah, I like I last time I did it was a couple of weeks ago, I think. Oh, get out of town. And uh, but I, I I used it for like because I, I I fell asleep during the day, mm-hmm. and I'm um, like, oh crap, I'm gonna be up all night. So I just as soon as I woke up, I was like, oh crap, I just did some, took a shower, and then um uh I went to sleep right away. 
Yeah, I've never, like, I think part of me, too, was, like, I was never a huge, huge weed guy. Like, I had friends who were, but it was not, like, a thing that I did on the regular. I don't know. I was never really, uh, I was never, like, super, super into it. Yeah, I think the only reason, like, uh, the only way I do it is um, if I'm with people who are doing it. And they're, like, yeah, everyone's, like, oh, they're going to bust it out. I'm, like, yeah, sure. That's generally where I'm at. Yeah, I'll do it or whatever. But there has to be something to do. Mm -hmm. Not for this, just do it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. You'd be, like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this and, uh, um like watch one of my favorite movies or like let's just or just zone out listen to music and fall asleep there's like a an aspect of recreation there has to be because like because yeah. it, it, it's an enhancer for me right like, mm-hmm. so like it will um it makes my movies uh look better See, I, 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 I experience them better you know that that cliche where everything's better on weed whatever it is yeah, yeah. so like um but yeah so i would like i would <laughs> i would just do it like uh where um i would put some of my favorite music on just listen to my headphones and just just listen to music and just pass out so yeah. like because you're just you're just it just you're just it just Takes me on a different level. Yeah, it's just something else that you want to do. That's all it is to get yeah. yourself into a mindset, right? Exactly. And then, like afterwards, I just um, at ten o'clock if I'm on it, I'm just like, I just I just fall asleep. Yeah, that's that's funny, man. Like mm-hmm. for some people though, it's like a, it's a real way of life. And I mean, I I get it. I understand. Like I I get that there are benefits to it. Edibles are fine. All that shit is good. I'm not gonna. I couldn't care less if you smoke yeah. weed or not. Yeah, I never really did. I wasn't a drink alone kind of a guy. I could never fucking drink. I don't know. There's something depressing about drinking alone. So maybe that's why like I don't smoke weed in the house unless I'm No, yeah, I, I agree. You know what? If I come home and I'm like after like um and I'm feeling kind of tipsy or whatever like that, um mm-hmm. I come home and I'm like I feel crap. I feel like crap. I'm just like I'm a home I'm alone and I'm um and I'm buzzing. Yeah, that's weird, right? I'm well, like, I mean, I, if you've gone out and you've you've now you're home, that's one thing. Like, if you've got a little bit of a buzz, mm-hmm. I, I will probably just eat. I'll tend to eat way too much. Maybe that's why I don't smoke so much weed because I hate being that. Do like, you have that, the munchies? Sodium hangover. Do you have the Do you have the munchies when you're uh, after you smoke? Uh, yeah. Do you remember? I, I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess it's. I don't know if that's out of habit or it's out of the people I'm with. Mm. Like, I think it might just be like the kind of thing that, like, hey, you get the munchies after you smoke weed, and you're with a bunch of people who are all eating. Mm-hmm. Let's go eat a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. And over there, when you do, like, it's the Seven Eleven's got cool treats. <laughs> the Seven yeah, Eleven's got like true. toaster, toaster sandwiches and shit. Yeah, that's so true. like you just end up doing because it's right next to you. Mm-hmm. So you've you've smoked and then you go over there and you all like all the people you're with, you're generally gonna have something anyway. Yeah, I but, actually, um, yeah, I sometimes like I, if I know that I'm gonna be doing it, I yeah. like um, if I know I'm doing, it, I need something to eat. I'll um, I'll always eat something healthy though. Try to at least, yeah. Get, oh, get, I, like, I always do. Stuff yeah, I'll, yeah. Have, I'll have I'll make myself like a green smoothie. Yeah, um, I will not. Yeah, or I'll have like if I need something like if I want to eat something substantial, mm-hmm. I'll have like whole grain toast with like peanut butter and some yeah, water. I, I, that's I, all. That's all, that's how I eat it. <laughs> I, I think that's that's probably a, a bigger part of why I don't because I will eat junk food. I will eat a ton of really shitty food. Mm-hmm. I will and I will have the shittiest of the shitty food, like the plastic cheeses. Like I'll eat the crappiest food. We should we should we should do it once on your day off. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we should, we should just get together and see what my mind is like when uh when I'm when I'm really high. I sound like such a narc. We should do. We should have like. Actually, you know what? I'll me- actually one thing I'll mention is that. Um, now, speaking of your tech here, I got a new piece of tech as well. Did you? Yes, I did. What did you get? Okay, I went to. Um, did you get a Nintendo Switch? I did not. No. Oh, okay, so this yeah, this one I I, 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 I focused on um, what I'm gonna potentially build. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Uh, oh, I wait, went before I forget. Oh, that was so awesome when you showed me that. Yeah, six. So, shot. so people can't people can't see us, but like, uh, if you do not know um, um, who Six Shot is, he is a six changing uh, transformer from the Headmaster series, released in Japan, but now brought to the United States. And mm-hmm. he is, uh, he's not a triple changer. He's a six changer, and he's a robot ninja. Glorious. That is stupendous. It is a. Uh... That is beautiful. It is lovely. I'm it's got ex- I'm pure ex- 80s colors. Too. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, green and white and uh, that mint Purple. green. 
They have oh, mint that dark green. Mint, that, that dark mint green and white and purple. Oh, kind that's of so gray. sick. Orange eyes. That's nuts, man. That's crazy. We'll change out later on. Yeah. Anyway, your tech. Yeah, so anyway, um, I went to – I've been eyeballing this thing for a while. And then I went to Best Buy, and it, it went on sale for like it went on a crazy sale. Hmm. And so I was talking to the guy there, and he said, um, uh, he goes, okay, I can get you this. He goes, if you goes, I can get you at this at, at uh, I can get you this at a reduced price even because we want to get we're trying to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have because we have too many of them. And so I said, uh, okay, um, what can you give it to me for? So he gave me the price. He goes, and I'll get you the three year warranty for this much and i was like yeah i'm like i'll, I'm like, I'll totally take that all right and so my curiosity is so peaked. yeah so pardon me my curiosity is peaked. Oh, okay yeah so uh, he brought it out and he's like uh i'm like okay i can't take this in my car so i came back i went picked up my van came back dropped it off hooked it up and um it is a lg lg uh, lg sk 10y um dolby atmos soundbar oh get out of town yeah that is a nice little unit yeah with the subwoofer get out and uh it is um, and then a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago, um, they reduced it again by a hundred dollars. Oh, so, so you walked in and got your receipt. So I went in and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I know the price. I got a price map. I'm like, yeah, can I get, is pr- I need pr- price protection on this. And they gave me another hundred dollars off it. Not bad. So, um, and I, so I, I was, I put, I hooked it all up and you, there, there's a remote control to it, but you can actually control it by your, with your smartphone mm-hmm. through the LG app. And then I just um, so I put it. I'm like, okay, it has Dolby Atmos. Like, what do I have that has Dolby Atmos? So I looked through my 4K movies, and Blade Runner 2049 is a Dolby Atmos. Pretty good. So I pop that in there, and I crank that, and it has um, like you know, what, I'm not sure if you know what Dolby Atmos is. You mm-hmm. probably do, right? But yeah, so it has the two speakers. It has speakers on the sides that fire. It has uh, more speakers that fire forwards, mm-hmm. and it has those two speakers that fire upwards. It hits yeah. the ceiling, it goes down at you, right? And then it's it, essentially like a like a 5.1 in a bar. It's a five point. It's a 5.2.1. That's what mm-hmm. it basically is. So we have five, um, two, and then the subwoofer. The subwoofer. And then so uh, so then I was like, okay. So then I just um, so I turned the volume up on all the speakers. So I like, made sure the top ones are firing, all that shit. Yeah. And then uh, I popped in Blade Runner, and I couldn't believe how fucking good it sounded. It's pretty ridiculous to get that kind of sound of a bar. Yeah, it's back crazy. in the day when you have to put all that shit around your room. Oh yeah, it's nuts. I was like, uh, and I cranked it, and there's a scene in the beginning where that remember that hovercraft that comes out of his car. I do not because I haven't seen it yet. Okay, yeah. So there's a scene where, like, <laughs> there's a scene like in the beginning where, like, uh, he lands his his. his uh, I kind of know what you're talking about. It's all orangey, right? Yeah, the well, first scene. No, this one is like in the first scene where he goes to that farm when he he fights. Uh, he gets to a fight with um, Batista. Batista. Yeah. So you know he lands his spinner, and then that uh, that that drone unit comes up and it flies above. Mm-hmm. You can hear it above you. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I uh man, I'm I'm impressed by the the advancements in the sound tech. Yeah, for me, sound is is as important as picture, if not more. I, I like the I'm 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 saying that like not in a comical way at all. I I think sound tech, the way they do things with speakers now, which is like placement and like sound moving around your room. The way, I mean, from a bar. I was watching this thing. Not to go too far off topic. I was watching this thing the other day on one of those like History Channel shows, mm-hmm. where a guy was getting sound projected to him at like a pinpoint from a hundred meters away. But if you were next to him, you couldn't hear it. But if you were in front of him, you could. Yeah. Like weird shit like that. Yeah, it's and, crazy. Like, that's what the, that's like military tech. That's slowly trickling down into like consumer tech. It is, yeah. I remember, um, uh, and I I did an LG demo, like a for, uh, uh, the LG um the Dolby Atmos demo. Mm-hmm. So I did that one, and uh, and it said like it has like a 4K screen, and like it has a 4K video, and it it, it does the sounding like how birds flying above you and stuff like that. You can no hear way, it. Yeah. It's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. Well, and I just run you all together. Uh, totally. Yeah. Um. 
The look on your face says I, sp- I paid too much. No, it was about uh, with all my, with all the discounts and everything. Yeah, yeah. Four hundred dollars. That's not terrible. Regular price. Well, it was how much off? Regular price. Yeah, yeah. Twelve hundred. Oh shit, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Four hundred bucks is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping it'd be like a hundred dollars. Oh yeah, the, but uh, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be hundred dollars. Well, we could. Well, we could have movie night in my place. I think we're gonna have to do that. We're gonna have to do it now because I have like it's. My sound system is it's it's insane. It's so freaking loud. That's pretty wild. Yeah. God, I, I just I, I just love sound technology. Yeah, it's great, and it's uh and it's and the the audio, um the audio is fine tuned by Meridian. Hmm. So um, you don't have to do that THX shit. No, have you, and are you familiar with you know have you heard of Mer- you've heard of I Meridian? I do know Meridian. Yeah, is. Meridian. We talked about this. Yeah, and yeah, so they they did all this this the, the audio processing for this whole thing. That's, That's why, pretty cool. Yeah. So they it doesn't sound bad, great for music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll admit that for sure. Uh, I mean, as a given though, right? Yeah. So it's a different thing. Exactly. So if you want a different music, sa- yeah, if you want a music sound bar, get a Bose or something like yeah. that, right? But a Bose, just the bar alone, will cost you a thousand dollars. Then you have to get the subwoofer, which is a thousand dollars. It's it's like the Apple of fucking yeah. music. Yeah, it costs way too much, man. Mm-hmm. Bose costs way too much, but the things they do are ridiculous. Yeah, the um. So I would. It's a good, like, if you're gonna go soundbar, yeah, go Samsung, get Yamaha, go Sony, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Bose is if you if you want to spend the extra cash on just a soundbar. But once you get once you get into that, that territory, yeah, get some speakers actually. Yeah, just get some legit speakers. Yeah, the room, exactly. Because this, this mine is good for movies and stuff like that. But if you want dedicated music speakers, yeah, get a regular audio, get re- regular real good speakers. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't be buying no soundbar. No, like a chump. Like a chump. That's for movies. Yeah, that's for movies. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed that purchase, man. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I Ma- do know how much you enjoy watching movies. Yeah, and Mad You're... Max was in Dolby Atmos. I tried that out too. The first yeah. scene, the first car chase scene, the major one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where the drums are going and like the and you Fury s- Road. Yeah, and Fury yeah. Road. Yeah, it was just fucking. I was out of control. Not toe cutter, Mad Max. No. Oh, in the toe cutter. Yeah. He is a night rider. Not not that Mad Max. Not that Mad Max. Damn. Going Fury Road style. I have not seen that first one in a while, and uh, I just bought that iPad, and then um, I can watch all my iTunes movies again. I had Mad Max in that, mm-hmm. so I think I'm gonna have to like put that in and watch it again. God, that first Mad Max is pretty great. What's last, time, what's last time you saw the second one? You mean Road Warrior? Yeah, probably five, six years ago, at least, if not more. I have the Blu-ray. Is it a good Blu-ray? You should watch it's it on pretty this. pretty great. You should watch it on this and find out. You know, you know what it was? Uh, maybe I will. The last time I watched that movie, uh, it was our buddy Raji's birthday coming up. And I was gonna, I drew him a Lord Humongous. I drew oh, is that a, right? Yeah, I drew him a Humongous. Oh, and I was shit. watching that for just for fun, for like reference and shit. That's the last time I watched that. Yeah, I wa- last time I watched it was the day I bought it. Um, and I've watched it since. They were all good movies. Yeah. Number two is like, it's, number two is like really... Uh, um, like no rules. Number number two is what people think of when they think of Mad Max. Yeah. Number two, Thunderdome ish. Mm-hmm. But like Fury Road, number two, they're all they're all the same thing. I've got that theory that kid is is Lord Humongous. Yeah. What's his name's kid? When he when he flies off the hood of the truck, yeah. I think he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. I think he's all banged up and he puts on a mask and he becomes humongous. Yeah. That's yeah, that's actually a good Yeah. Rictus. Rictus Erectus. Yeah. Rictus Erectus, yeah. yeah. I well, think <laughs> he has a great name. Yeah. I think yeah, I think um because when when you're watching a... um and like like Netflix is always is always getting on board with the sound too, right? So they're having to make sure they have Dolby Atmos in their soundtracks as well, right? Mm-hmm. For, for uh, if you're buying, if you have the premium subscription to to Netflix, right? Yeah. Stranger Things, all these shows will have like a Dolby Atmos like sound uh, sound system. Now, right? even without the Atmos like system, the the program for your Atmos system, does it still sound pretty good without it? Like still, or is it just like a regular old like just sound making machine? Oh yeah, you can turn like you know it depends on like what you want to watch, right? So yeah. If you like if you, you could have all your speakers set up, right? All mm-hmm. the volume turn up on all the speakers, right? When you go to the, the the audio menu, you can tune it to like seven point one if you have it, 
So if I have like two, if I if I buy the two wireless uh, speakers at the back, mm-hmm. that's gonna be a seven point one. So yes, yeah, so, but you can go five point one point two, whatever it is, right? So you, yeah. can, you can choose it. But like I listen to it on full five point two point one. Of course Dolby you do. And it is, it's it, it 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 just makes the movie better. Like in my it, for me anyway, like it just it it just puts you in it it encapsulates you in the movie. Like, it's it, crazy. Does it make you the guy from the uh, was that was a commercial the chair with the glasses? Yeah. <laughs> So is it real? Is it Memorex? Is that what it was? Yeah, it's real. It's Memorex. <laughs> is it real or is it Memorex? <laughs> God. Not gonna get that I, was, I was more of a TDK person when it came to cassettes. TDK was good. TDK had a cool logo. I like their I like their um their 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 cassettes when I was making, when I used to make mixtapes so they say like oh the, the the metal the metal the metal series whatever I'm like oh this this, this has got to sound good so TDK like, metal was good but for my money Maxell. Oh Max yeah, Maxell was classic because Maxell started making the gray cassettes. Yeah, they had like crazy good sound reproduction on them. Yeah, yeah, those were because yeah, I remember I, I bought I'll buy like I, I buy twenty packs and just make mixtapes for people. That's all it was, yeah. man. Well, I finally was able to do that here. It was like it was like a revelation. And then CDs came out not too long after that. Mm-hmm. Became like really big not yeah. too long after that. And I was like, fuck cassettes, it's all CDs. And then I I bought a car after that that only hit cassettes. And I was like, I was wrong. Back to cassettes. Yeah, back to cassettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would, uh, um, yeah, Max, yeah, Maxell. TDK and um, who else? I was never a Sony guy. Sony, Sony had those little purple cassettes. They yeah. were all they were all shit. They were all crap. Mm-hmm. Didn't like those at all. The purple tapes. Yeah, Panasonic did not. Have, I didn't think Panasonic was any good. Mm-hmm. They had some stuff. Sanyo, you could buy Sanyo. You could get Sanyo. Tapes too. Yeah, I think I think we just took with uh yeah my we just bought we we always bought like TDKs. TDK was pretty good. Yeah, especially NVHS tapes as well. Oh man. Yeah, that's pretty good. We did a pretty good uh, pretty good little show there. Pretty, so too, pretty, yeah. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Started watching Curb. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, you Curb have to th- uh, curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, you have to. You, you will enjoy it. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. You, yeah, you'll, you will like. You'll get. You'll go further down the rabbit hole for this show. For I sure. did. It's gotten to the point now. Where, like it's. It's. I've got a routine. Like when I'm drawing at night, I pop that thing on. I get three episodes in, and uh, that's my little hour and a half block at the end of the night of just doing some work. And then um, I find more and more like I'm not drawing. I'm just fucking watching it. Mm-hmm. That was like well, that started happening, and now I'm just like every night I'm just watching Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah, Larry David's uh, he's the hero we he's, need. He's the hero we need. He is the. I mean, everything he's going through is so accurate to like what what's wrong with today. He's mad. Like if he existed today, which I tried to do, and people just got mad at him. They're like, he's not the same Larry David. I'm like, no, no, no. He's the same Larry David. 2019 is just fucked up. Yeah. Or 2018 is just fucked up. Yeah, I just uh, he's the uh, hero we need. Yeah, like I think, I think a lot of people could take a page out of his book on just how to act. Like not like, like you don't have to be that overwhelming. No, you do. Yeah, like, like, well, yeah. Like sometimes the sledgehammer approach is better. It is, but like uh, you have to like you sh- like. There's certain episodes where like <laughs> I'm watching that. I'm like I should do that. Oh, absolutely. I sh- like why don't I do that? I, the dude has. It's not only that he doesn't have a filter. His filter is not right. No. Like he he's got a filter. Yeah. He he tries to apply that filter. Mm-hmm. But his filter is clearly broken. Have you seen the episode yet? Are you up to the point where they they meet the uh the battered women and they go to their he goes to their house? They're like, they're no, like, no, he's just accidentally become a a wife beater. Mm. By accident. I mean I'm only in season 2 number 3 or 4. Okay, yeah, like when you the episode with the uh, the 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 uh, the battered women who have to go through all these like <laughs> trials and tribulations in their life. Oh god! Not necessarily. They're, they're not like beaten or anything like that, but they're just like they, they've had these. They're sh- troubled. Yeah, they're troubled, right? So but they move into a house kind of next to Larry David, oh, and no. Larry David has has this run in with a couple of them, and so um, I can't wait to see how he interacts with them because yeah. he is just. I mean, it's not even a cringe thing with him. No, it's not. And the the house that the, that that house is run by, uh, you know, cousin Eddie from uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, yeah. 
Remember his wife? Wait there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's in. The, she is. Oh in no that way! Sh- she's hilarious in that show. I'll give it a go. I mean, I'm not gonna give it a go. I can't wait to get to it. Yeah, yeah. Just keep watching. You'll enjoy I, it. I enjoy it, man. I was super surprised by how much I, I, because I, I'd seen the bits when they were on like City TV. Yeah. They had the reruns and all that kind of crap, and they were kind of like filtering them into regular television. Mm-hmm. It was good. Like I liked them all. I would, I would watch them. Then you see them so, so sporadically, you don't really get into it, right? And now that uh, I picked up that Crave, and this is not like an advertisement for Crave, but Crave is pretty good. Yeah, Crave's good. <laughs> I started watching on Crave because they got the HBO. I'm enjoying the shit out of this show. Yeah. And like in sequential order, you get to see the build of how he goes from pretty reasonable to just like a maniac. Yeah. Like uh, that first episode, he's a pretty reasonable guy. He is. Yeah, that's true. But by like the second season, you, the build up to how the world is crazy and he's being depicted as a maniac within that world. Like it's almost like he's saying the world is fucked up. Yeah, yeah, the world's fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, God, it's, um, I'm enjoying it. And uh, on on the end here, you got something else. You got something. You're doing the phone thing. I thought. Um, I, I wanted you to just give me one second here. Uh, get some dead air. More dead air. No, just uh, um, what I'd like to do is um, um, give our give our friend Amar um a shout out. A shout out. So I'm just getting the name of his uh podcast and he actually sent me this he's like look what i found look what i discovered oh preacher i'm like you're late to the game yeah buddy. you're late to the game pal preacher's been around for a long time garth ennis is uh masterpiece the only thing i don't like about preacher mm-hmm. is how invincible jesse custer is yeah it's um but it's true that he is that he's he's really invincible um but i think they, the fact that they that he has that ability mm-hmm. i think they they create good stories around that though they you really know, do. Like, granted, like, okay, we don't know. They probably could be better if he had, like, if he, there was um, some weakness inside of him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, th- the fact is, they around this character who's literally immortal and who, like, basically, who basically cannot be killed, Yeah. they still make it interesting. They do, because the people around him can be killed. Yeah, exactly. The saint of all, the, the, the saint of killers? Killers, yeah. Yeah, so he's even, like, um, it's, like, too opposing. He's frustrated. Force. Yeah. Yeah. The saint of killers is super frustrated. Yeah. Because it's, like, that was the, that was the only thing that kind of, like, keeps you going. In that is that like maybe it's you don't know who else is safe. Everybody else around him can die, mm-hmm. but uh, the Jesse Custer part being a little bit too immortal, like he's he's a little bit too unstoppable. But I don't know. I, I, that was the one thing. But it is a very enjoyable comic book. If you haven't read Preacher, it's um like was it sixty something issues? Sixty, I think. Yeah, sixty altogether. Yeah, it's a great run. It's easy to get through, but uh, it's really really good. It's it's a very like messed up. It's as as crazy as you might think the TV show is. Mm-hmm. The comic is crazier. Yeah, way crazier. Way crazier. I mean, who's the uh, the meat guy? Oh, Quinnicon. Quinnicon. Yeah. Quinn Cannon. Quinn Cannon. Yeah. Quinn Cannon. He's got the uh, his he's got fetishes. That guy's got some messed up fetishes. Yeah. The, when he when he gets it at the end. Oh yeah. Uh... You need to read that comic book. It's, you're gonna have a good time. Don't I? I shouldn't. I shouldn't even like preface it with my whole thing about him being invincible. Because, like I said, the people around him die. The characters around him all are all very vincible. Yeah, they're all gonna end up eating some shit, and you don't know who's gonna do it. Yeah, and there's like there's so many different story arcs going on. Heel turns. Yeah, there's face like, turns. Yeah, there's like the um, Hail Star. Um, his character is crazy. <sighs> it's so good. Um, the that one fat pope guy who's like the leader of the world, or whatever. Um, Saint <laughs> of Killers. His his backstory is so fucking good. Yeah, way. And the thing is, the TV and show is very good. Yeah, Ratwater is a great area. Like Ratwater, the, st- the whole Ratwater story is really good. Incredible. Um, as good as the TV show is, the comic is better. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I feel like he uses the word a little bit too much in the in the show. Like he's always using it. Yeah. In the comic, I mean, not to spoil it, but he doesn't use it that much. 
No. I, I think Old Man Logan kind of took after that uh, that that whole Santa Killers kind of thing. Like not 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 that it took from it, but it's like it's. I think it was very. They could by be that. in the same world. Yeah. Now, Old Man Logan, the comic series, yeah, like how, could be in the same world as Preacher. Yeah, because he goes out to get stuff. Yeah. Um, one last, he goes out to get something to get medicine. Money, then he comes back. They're all it's all messed up. It's all messed up. And <laughs> it's then he all goes, bad. and then he goes on a revenge thing. Yeah, it is very, very similar. Logan walks away for a little bit. He comes back, and his family's dead. Yeah, and he just slaughters everybody. Yeah, kills everybody. And like, and like, even that that when he comes back from hell, like, I don't know spoilers here, but holy fuck, he just fucking lays into people. Well, he is the saint of killers. Yeah, I and mean, can, like when you think about it, he's not he's not the saint of like you know rainbows yeah he's the fucking saint of killers yeah. there's a there's an actual reason that's his name yeah. he's, it's not just a fun thing to call him yeah he is the patron saint of killers yeah remember when when, when hell starts to freeze over and stuff like that i was like oh my god that's incredible yeah i uh yeah i, I hate getting too far into it because it like you should people should read it don't don't tell, don't let us spoil it for you no so, um uh, on an ending though yeah i did not get hit i should have gotten the podcast name but like uh i'll put it in the description description. so yeah so i'll send it your way but like um, our friend uh he runs his own podcast so um and we're on it so well i'm on it and um vic you should get on it as well yeah i'll hop on the second we've got some uh some skype in going on here we'll we'll do it we'll get him on here again too yeah uh we lost his audio last time yeah so that was a shame yeah so uh, that was a while ago so i think we're figuring out the technical uh details from it so um we're also going to do some podcasts from Edmonton Public Library, so we can use that. Um, that's episode. that's really nice to hear, man. Yeah. I'm glad that's all working out. Yeah, so um, uh, yeah, we're going for, we're going full strength on that. So we're trying to get the audio um, component set up. I think the technical issue will be set um, aside. Cool, He's not using his uh, mic- Apple microphone headphones. <laughs> And I said, he's like, yeah, but how come I don't speak up my voice? I'm like, because you're not using a dedicated mic. Yeah, you're using so <laughs> AirPods. I'm not sure if that's the issue, but like, so yeah, like that. I'm that's sure. hopefully that's um that that'll be uh. I know he has one now, so we'll uh, um, more content to come. Cool, man. Yeah. Cool, cool. Good to hear. Uh, that's pretty much the. Oh, um, Pete Rose said Joe DiMaggio was a penis. Yeah. With a man hanging from it. Yeah. So go read about that because it's a funny story. Please go read from that. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's, Pete that's Rose hilarious. he billbers the shit out of the story. Yeah. <laughs> he gave Joe DiMaggio a bath or a shower, and uh, Joe DiMaggio was a penis with a man hanging from it. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, and also check out Bill Burr and uh, Patrice O'Neill. Um, and, and do all that kind of stuff. And Open Yanthi doing the, rest, the wrestling promo uh, reaction. That was really funny. That was the best thing. That's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. That, that's a good one. That's yeah. a really good one. That's, so, um, yeah, we'll talk about more of that kind of stuff uh, next time out. All right. Peace. <laughs>